UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. We're minutes away from the kickoff of today's game, and it's time now for the Cover 3 Financial Lions pregame show. A look at the upcoming contest and interviews. And now, the Cover 3 Financial Mount St. Joseph Lions pregame show. It is an absolutely magnificent day for football here this afternoon in Bluffton, Ohio. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, and alongside Chris Morris, and this afternoon, we've got Division Three college football for you out of the Heartland Conference. And today, the Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the road for the second time this year and the first time in conference play, taking on the Bluffton Beavers. The Lions come in with a record of 1-2 and two on the year, while the Beavers are also 1-2 and two on the season. Chris, the non-conference schedule is over, and everything starts for real today. Yeah, it's a fresh start for both of these programs, 0-0 zero and zero going into the conference play and seven straight weeks to figure out who the champion is going to be in the HCAC. Well, today the Lions are coming in off of that really heartbreaking loss to Trine, although the team took it extremely well. The Lions, as you heard on the Rewind show, uh, got a really gut check in the stomach in that one two weeks ago up in Angola, Indiana, when they were beaten by trying 31 to 30 the lions had a 21 to 10 halftime lead and trying scored twice in that third quarter chris when you look back at that ball game the lions really dominated things for three quarters the first second and fourth but in the third quarter is when they really had a problem yeah trine's defense was able to make a few adjustments in that third quarter and really kind of put the comeback on on the lions and uh, like you mentioned Hard-fought game on the road, uh, heartbreaker, 31-30 in overtime. But uh, talking to the coaching staff, they learned a lot from that game and took a lot from it and trying to move forward and got the bye week at a good time and ready to go for conference play. Trying scored in the overtime period when they had the ball first, put themselves up 31-24. to The Lions came back with a touchdown pass to Austin Brock, and Tyler Hopperton decided to go for two. Later on that week, he told me that, you know, we decided to go for two because let's just get this thing over with. He felt that the team was tired. They were ready to go home. Let's just go for two. And he felt like at that point in time, acting offensive coordinator Charlie Mullins uh, had a right play, had it, had it drawn up correctly. But the Lions just at the – when you went back and you looked at the film, Chris – we didn't know what the call was at the time because the officials never did call anything. And even if we missed it, I went back and looked at it on video, we still didn't see a call. And it ended up being an illegal formation. The Lions didn't have enough guys. They didn't have the tight end or the left tackle covered up on the far side of the field. So the Lions ended up losing that game. But they've got this to come back to. Now they start the Heartland Conference off against Bluffton. Yeah, projected number two in the conference. So, I mean, a lot to build off of on the non-conference. A lot of good things happen. A lot of players showed what they can do against really tough opponents. And, uh, you know, you got to put those three games behind you, start fresh today, and get it going. Well, the Lions didn't walk away from that game empty-handed. Quarterback Josh Taylor, again, won the Heartland Conference Offensive Player of the Week. He continues to be an all-around contributor for the Mount offense. He was 22 of 41 passing for 225 yards against Trine. 
four touchdowns in the loss, and he was named that Offensive Player of the Week for the second time this season. On the ground, he carried the ball 26 times for 110 yards, so over 330 yards in total offense in that game for the Lions quarterback. Also, the Heartland Conference Special Teams Player of the Week went to Ryan Murray. The Lions punter had eight punts in the game, four of which landed inside the Trine 20-yard line. And overall, his eight punts, he averaged 39.6 yards per punt with a long of 60. He really gave the Lions some opportunities in that game, Chris. Ryan Murray was outstanding against Trine, and like you said, he was able to flip the field put trying in different field positions and uh, he had an outstanding weekend and rightfully so winning special teams player of the week you know as we head into the heartland conference now this week there's some interesting things going on in the standings you've got three teams right now that are winless in anderson defiance and manchester and you looked it up and saw a very interesting stat overall all the hcac teams combined going into conference play a stat of six and 18 not ideal for the conference but if you look back at all the non-conference games between all of these teams really tough outside conference games so we'll kind of see how it shakes up over the next couple weeks and we talk about this because really the next seven weeks there's no more buys left in the season chris the next seven weeks are going to dictate what the lions do their goal right now is to go eight and two that would be seven and oh in the conference and be good enough to qualify for a playoff berth your goals are still right in front of you the goal at the beginning of the season was to win the hcac and it starts today and it starts each play at a time, each drive at a time, and one game at a time. And you know Bluffton's idea here today is to stop the Lions' main offensive weapon, which is Josh Taylor. The problem you've got is, do you try to stop the pass, or do you try to stop the run? Yeah, Bluffton's given up about 318 yards a game and 116 on the ground, 202 passing. So they're definitely going to have their work cut out today with this Lions offense. So the one thing is, the obvious next step is what do you do if you're the Lions? If they shut down one aspect, what do you do? Well, the obvious next step would be Mariano McKenzie, who has been outstanding for the Lions so far in the first three ball games, And the running back, if he can get things going for the Lions, that would give them another facet of this offense. Yeah, Mario's been outstanding. I know the numbers, you're looking at the numbers, and it doesn't pop out on paper, but if you watch the film and watch what he does offensively for this team, picking up blocks, being a lead blocker on some of the runs for Taylor, picking up the blitz, he's running the ball fine. Again, he he's doing a lot of good things on film. It might not pop out on paper for you. McKenzie, 35 carries so far this year, 132 yards, just under four yards a carry with a touchdown this year. And as we start the Heartland Conference, we had an opportunity to talk with Mo, as his teammates call him, and just see what his idea has been on his season so far. It was kind of different for you coming into this fall, knowing that you were the number one back. How did that feel, and how did you respond to that? So this offseason, I took a lot of time and worked on my getting bigger and stronger, knowing I was going to have to take on a big workload this season, considering I knew I was going to have to be the number one, and someone's going to have to step up, and so I did that. You know, you, you've done a good job of running in between the tackles, but you've also done an outstanding job when you get outside the tackles of running the football also. Uh, yeah, that's something that I've always been. I know I have a good ability of doing it because of my explosiveness, and I just know that's one part of my game that is very strong. So, Mo, as you head into this afternoon's game with Bluffton, what have you seen on the game films uh, that you guys can exploit offensively? 
uh, I think we'll have a strong rushing and a passing attack because if we have a strong passing attack, that open up more running lanes and all that stuff. And then the run also opens up the pass, so I think we'll be able to dissect and do what we do. Are you happy with the way the offense has been running through the first three games? Uh, yes, but I know that we can be a lot better than what we are. You and Josh seem to have some cohesiveness there. Is that because of the spring work that you guys did together? Uh, yeah, me and me and Josh have been uh, we've been pretty we're pretty tight. So we live on the same floor and all that. So we always talk about football stuff about just like how we can do this and make one thing better and just like you know improve. Mo, what are you majoring in? Uh, accounting. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good luck today. Thank you. Well, if you ever need any tips on how to evade some taxes, we'll talk to Mackenzie after he graduates. <laughs> He's a great kid. Love seeing him around the around the uh, facilities and just kind of catching up with him here and there. And He's a hard worker and doing good things on and off the field for the Lions program. Absolutely. The big thing, though, today is Caleb Carell is back at offensive coordinator. Charlie Mylans did an outstanding job stepping into his place two weeks ago. But Caleb is back. By the way, his wife is very happy and their new daughter. And and uh, we want to wish her a lot of the best. Jamie, uh, wish you were here, but you're back home with the new baby, so congratulations to that. Adam Heydrich, who is the recruiting coordinator and uh, a coach for the Lions, he is gone today. His wife is uh, giving birth to their baby today, so congratulations to them also. If Adam is listening, good luck to you, and boy, many sleepless nights are coming up for you in the next few weeks. <laughs> we had a chance to kind of catch up with Caleb earlier today, and you could just tell he was just ready to get back on the sideline and try to help the Lions get a win today. Chris, Bluffton has not had a winning season since 2016 when they were 7-3 and three and 5-3 and three in conference play, and this year at 1-2, and two, they're near the bottom of the Heartland in offense with just 13 points per game, and in their first three games, they're averaging just 63 yards on the ground, 190 yards through the air. They're starting four, or excuse me, three of five on the offensive line that are underclassmen. They only have a senior left tackle and a junior center that is playing for them on that offensive line, and they are showing it. Very young offensively for Bluffton, as you mentioned, just kind of having trouble finding the end zone. Uh, If you're the Lions defense, you definitely want to put pressure on the quarterback and the running back. Um, They're going to run a lot of RPO offensively, so uh, we'll be seeing uh, how the Lions defense kind of stack up against that, and uh, like you said, they're only getting 63 on the ground, 252 overall. So not not a big explosive offense, uh, but if you're the Lions defense, this is kind of game that's kind of a trap game for you. On film, they don't look explosive. you got to keep everything in front of you and put a lot of pressure on them. Zach Nobus has been their starting quarterback for the last two years, including the spring. He came in and directed them to the win over Kalamazoo last week, 21-20, to their first win of the season. But he did not start that game. They went with freshman Blake Ryan, a 6'2", 174-pounder. Things did not go very well for Ryan, and they brought in Nobis, and today we don't know who they're going to go with. Yeah, if you look back at the Kalamazoo game, Nobis put up great numbers for, you know, coming in and and stepping in in that game, 17-37 for 210 yards, two touchdowns. 
Um, so we'll find out here very soon of who they're going to go with today's ball game. And they've also got the returning Heartland Conference Defensive Player of the Year from the spring in Montez Archer. He's also an electrifying returner for the Beavers. He's a guy that the Lions are going to concentrate. They need to account for, just like they did Neeb against trying last a couple of weeks ago they need to account for archer in this game you're always going to look for number one on the defensive end if you're bluffing and that's a big thing that you mentioned to circle punt returns and kickoff returns is where he can make a real impact in today's ball game absolutely so when you look at this ball game the lions you would think coming into it they've got a very good opportunity to go one and oh in the conference but bluffton has always been a thorn in the side of the lions yeah i mean you're very confident coming in off what you've done in the non-conference but again you're on the road Every win on the road is tough. It's gritty, and uh, you got to be ready to play today. The crowd's electric here. That's homecoming, alumni day, a lot of things going on here at the Bluffton campus, and you got to be ready to go here at 1:30. Alumni day, homecoming day, it's everything for Bluffton here this afternoon, and we've got a good crowd that are filing in here today at Alumni Field. Well, the last time these two teams played was in the spring, and that was on April 3rd, and the Mount came away with a 47 to 21 victory. The Lions accumulated almost 500 yards of total offense. Josh Taylor ran for 183 yards, five touchdowns in the win. Julius Fisher had 12 tackles and a half sack, and the Lions against Bluffton have won three in a row. The last Bluffton win, boy, do I remember it like it was yesterday, came in Cincinnati on September 16, 2017. It was a 32-31 Bluffton win on a 28-yard field goal. Excuse me, a 35-yard field goal in that ball game with 30 seconds to go that ended up the final margin for the Beavers. Overall, the Mount have won 21 of 30 meetings over the last 30 times these teams have played. Aaron Kreps in his fourth year as head coach of the Beavers, 8-14 in the Heartland Conference, 10-21 overall in his career, and Tyler Hopperton in his fifth year as head coach of the Lions. He's 22-7 in the Heartland, and overall 27-12 at Mount St. Joseph University. I'm Dave Mitchell alongside Chris Morris. We're getting set to bring you this afternoon's ballgame between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and Bluffton Beavers up north, just off of I-75. And when we come back, we'll be talking with head coach Tyler Hopperton after this timeout. 100% financing is back. If you're looking to purchase your first home or need a bigger home, contact Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. We can finance 100% if you have a credit score of 580 or above. Cover 3 has tailored finance packages that can guide you into home ownership. We'll work with you from the initial application process through closing and make sure you get the white glove treatment. Achieve your dream of home ownership. Call today at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network at 312-248-4366. Make your dreams come true. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Changing lives is what great teachers do. Mount St. Joseph University's reading science program that uses highly effective research-based methods improved my students' lives and helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu read. 
Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here bluffing it out. Chris, I don't think you can ask for any better weather day here this afternoon for this one. Beautiful outside. Hot, actually. It was cool this morning on the drive up. Now the sun's out, getting up to about 80 and ready to get ready for kickoff. You know, we've talked about this. There are flags up and down the stadium seats here at Bluffton. And they're all going from the south to the north. But when you get down on the field and you look at the flags at the top of the goalpost, Chris, they're not moving at all. Not much moving down on the field up here where we're at in the boxes. A little bit windy, but I don't think it's going to play any any far any factor in this ball game as far as the kicking game. It shouldn't. In Division One college football action, top 25 today, of course, going on at 2.30 this afternoon. Number 7 Cincinnati is going to be at number 9 Notre Dame. Rain is in the forecast for that one as the Bearcats take on the Fighting Irish. Number 11 Ohio State will be at Rutgers. That game kicks off at 3.30. Number 1 Alabama will be at 12th ranked Ole Miss. Then comes Stanford entertaining number 3 Oregon and Oklahoma will be at Kansas State and and to suffice my contractual obligations to Chris, Kentucky will be at home tonight facing number 10 Florida. That's at 6 o'clock. It's a big matchup in Lexington tonight. Obviously, a lot of people keep an eye on the UC-Notre Dame game. I saw a score earlier that Georgia was already up two scores on Arkansas early. So, a lot of big games going on this afternoon. My contractual obligations are over <laughs> to you <laughs> hey. with that one. I'm just glad to see it on the pregame. <laughs> and as far as the Heartland Conference standings are concerned, here's what's going on. These are all overall because today is the first day of the Heartland Conference. Overall, the only team with a winning record in the Heartland is Franklin. They are at 2-1. and one. Then comes Bluffton, Hanover, The Mount, and Rose, each at 1-2. and two. And winless, it is Anderson, Defiance, and Manchester. So, when you take a look at what happened a couple of weeks ago, it was, we've already talked about this one, Bluffton winning over Kalamazoo by a point, 21-20. to Olivet hammered Manchester 59-7. to Hope over Rose Holman 27-20. to Wisconsin Platteville defeated Franklin 44-19. to It was Alma over Anderson 51-2. to And Albion defeated Hanover 24-14. to in the Heartland Conference last week, there was just one game, and that was Defiance losing to Alfred State, 35-28. By the way, that is not the same Alfred team that we played three weeks ago. This is a different New York Alfred team. It's Alfred State, and they won over the Yellow Jackets, 35 to 28. In the Heartland today, all the games kicking off at 1.30. Rose Holman will be at Defiance. Manchester goes to Franklin. And Anderson will be at Hanover. While next week, Bluffton is at Anderson. Hanover at Rose. Defiance at Manchester. And Franklin will be at Mount St. Joseph University. When we come back, we'll talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton and, and preview the Bluffton Beavers when we return to Bluffton, Ohio after this timeout. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year.
year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents, and that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312-248-4366. Well, we're back here in Bluffton, Ohio, listening to the University Band from Bluffton playing in our pregame ceremonies here this afternoon. Both teams are in the locker rooms getting set to get this one underway, which is about 10 minutes from now. Bluffton, Chris, 1-2 and two on the year. They're 0-1 here at home and 1-1 one and one on the road. They started off by losing their first two games, a loss to Alma to open the season, and then in Week 2, a loss to St. Vincent. But last week, Bluffton came through. They came from behind for that 21-20 win over Kalamazoo. That's got to be a big boost for them coming in a couple of weeks ago after a victory. Anytime you come off of a win, it kind of brings confidence back to the team. And Obviously, they struggled to score a little bit offensively, was able to score up into the 20s in that ball game. Uh, they come in rated number one defense in the HCAC, giving up 26 points a game. So they're going to have their backbone on their defense today, hoping to stop and slow down this explosive Lions offense. And hopefully, depending on who they start at quarterback, they can develop the run and maybe a little bit of the pass game on Bluffton's side. The one superstar that Bluffton does have that everybody wants to look out for is cornerback Montez Archer out of Detroit, Michigan, a sophomore. He was the defensive player of the year in the spring, the freshman of the year. Teams have been staying away from Archer. He had seven interceptions in the spring. He has none right now, but that's because everybody's going away from him. Yeah, he's only got 10 tackles on the year. That just shows that everybody's either running the ball away from him, obviously not putting it in the air around him. And, again, the biggest thing for me is I watch him on the kickoff return and punt return game that he can really make a difference. Absolutely. Last year, as we said, the seven picks, two fumble recoveries, seven pass breakups during his spring season. As of yet, the Beavers really haven't been able to sustain any kind of an offensive attack. No, they got uh, led, led by running back Todd King Jr., 23 rushes, just 108 yards, two touchdowns, only averaging about 4.7 a carry. And the receiving cord- or in the receiver room, led by Lorenz Johnson, 11 catches, 85 yards, and only one touchdown. So that's the big question mark coming in for Bluffton. How are they going to put points on the ball or points on the board? Sorry. Ryan Blake, the quarterback, expected to start the freshman, completing only 38% of his passes, or they could go with the senior Zach Nobis who has completed 52% of his passes. They are coming in averaging 13.7 points per ballgame and giving up 26. And ironically, those 26 points are leading the Heartland Conference in defense and points per game. Yeah, I mean, those numbers are kind of not eye-popping, I guess, when you think about it. But here today, we've got one and two defensively in the conference. Uh, Bluffton's number one. Mount comes in at number two. And another big thing, just thinking about Bluffton and just kind of looking through their stats, only 25% on third down efficiency offensively. The Lions have one win under their belt. They are 1-2 and two heading into this one, and they were projected by the coaches to finish second in the Heartland Conference coming into this one behind Hanover. But today they start the race to prove them wrong, and we talked with head coach Tyler Hopperton before the game. Hop, as we head into this afternoon's game with Bluffton, first of all, I want to go back to two weeks ago in the game against Trine. What led to your decision to go for two points in the win in the overtime period? To me, it was a, bit, it was a very physical game, very physical game. And so, you know, a long overtime doesn't necessarily play into our favor. We're one play away, 
got one of the best players in this region at quarterback. You know, um, you know. In hindsight, wish I maybe called a timeout just to kind of get everybody's nerves settled and stuff a little bit. You know, um, having a first time in one time right now coordinator as well. <laughs> I went up there. I said, "You got to play you like." And he said, yeah, I said, all right, let's go win the thing, you know, and, and our guys like that, too. And I think it was just a good opportunity to say, hey, you know, we do trust you to do it. And obviously didn't get it and have a lot to learn from it. But, you know, I think the guys also appreciate just, hey, if it takes a play to win, let's go win the thing. Okay, now you've had the week off. Do you like the situation now, Hop, where you've got the week off in between the non-conference schedule and the conference? Yeah, I do. Um, in my 14 years here as a player or a coach, we've, we've either had a week two bye or a week 11 bye. So I think it was really good, especially with the way our non-conference schedule was this year with some tough teams, to see what we have, um, you know, go to battle, you know, with week to week, then have a week to rest, self-scout, fix some things. You know, we know a lot about our team going into conference play more than we have since I've been here. So, you know, we know what we're capable of, what we need to get better at, um, and, and you know, having this bye week before conference allowed us to work on those things. Okay, now that you've self-scouted the team, what do you like uh, seriously in the first three weeks? Um, in terms of things that we need to work on, glaring thing is penalties. You know, you, when you look at a one-point overtime loss, and obviously, you know, tried to go for it and that kind of thing, but, you know, we're one point away and, and we give up, you know, <laughs> however many yards of almost a, a full football field or more, you know, in penalties almost each week in uh, the first three weeks. So even when we went big, and that's something that we have been working on, believe it or not. Um, and, and most of it, you know, it's little things. And, you know, there's probably one penalty each week that's like, all right, that was dumb and fixable. And most of it's just little stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of little things. I'm a believer of, hey, if there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, the first week it's easy to go, well, you know, one holding here, one false start here, one penalty, you know, mm-hmm. pass interference here. But you go, it's like, okay, at some point, you know, we got we have to tighten it up. It, it's we have to play more discipline. We have to play, you know, and that sort of thing. And so um, that's definitely one that we can't give any team. We're not good enough to give any team a full football field a game. Um, and then you know, a lot of it is in in the same fashion, and not just penalties, but even just errors. You know, there's still just a couple errors um, on offense and defense and special teams um, where it's maybe a small mistake, but it leads to a big miss. Things we do well, ultimately, I think our attitude's been good. You know, it's we've usually had a softer non-conference schedule and get some wins and some confidence. So I think our guys have handled, you know, the tough losses and um, in stride and, and realize, you know, hey, we've learned a lot. We're a better team than we were, whether it was a win or loss, and we've gotten better each week. Our, our guys fight. They're tough. They're scrappy. And I like that. You know, um, that, that definitely gives you a chance because you're going to – you know, you never know when you're going to end up in those tight games, and I'd rather have guys that I want in that back alley than guys that I don't. And so I think we do have a lot of guys that, you know, um, thrive when their back's against the wall a little bit. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're still kind of figuring out our stride on both sides of the ball too, but I think by week allowed us to kind of really build on what has been good. Um, and so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, what's going on today. Another thing I wanted to bring up, the, the good and the bad has been you've really uh, out-turnovered the other team. You've really been forcing a lot of turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, recoveries. But on the other side of the coin hop, you haven't really taken advantage of those. What, what's been the situation there? Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, the offense 
regardless of what the situation is, when you get the ball, we have to have that attack mentality. And especially, you know, you, you kind of have to look at turnovers as a free drive in the sense of, great, let's let's be aggressive here. We just got it. We shouldn't have it. It's a free drive. Let's go. Let's attack why we can. You, you have to take advantage of those momentum shifts and things like that. And sometimes it doesn't work out and those kinds of things. But it's definitely, you know, last week is another big reason. You know, when you look at a one-point loss, we talk about the penalties, but we also had some turnovers that we did nothing with, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that, that definitely can be frustrating. And um, But you also sometimes with things like that, you can't make a huge deal out of it because ultimately, and that's why our, our things, you know, just been win the next rep. All right, hey, we're out here, ball snap, let's execute this play. Bluffton, very athletic team. They've had trouble scoring the football, though. Yeah, and and that's the thing that's scary. You know, our guys watch the same film we do. So, you know, we we can't necessarily, like, we watch the film and then lie to them about what we think this team's doing. They see it and they go, hey, they're struggling a little bit and things. You know, our defense, I think, this year has the mentality of, you know, it's almost more of a blood-in-the-water type thing. Mm. And the Lions, they come in averaging 25 points a game, giving up defensively, but they are scoring 26.5, and we expect that to improve during the Heartland Conference schedule. The keys for today's game, the Lions, well, what they need to do is account for Archer on every play and don't commit the turnovers. And for Bluffton, they want to win the turnover battle and contain Josh Taylor. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. The kickoff is coming up next from Bluffton between the Lions and the Beavers on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Cover 3 Financial Mount St. Joseph Lions pregame show, a comprehensive look at the upcoming Lions game. Mount St. Joseph University College Football is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I needed to renew my teaching St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The mountain helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. The following is a special sports presentation of ultimatesportstalk.com. football. He's going to keep it around the right-hand side to midfield. Breaks it into the clear to the 40, 35, 30, 20, 15. Cuts back to the middle, to the 10, to the 5, and he's into the end zone for the score. This game on UltimateSportsTalk.com is being brought to you by Barbarian Apparel in Cincinnati. Contact them at BarbarianCustomers at gmail.com. The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Call Nicole for a party at 513-834-8607. Iron sharpens iron. Call at 513-383-9773. The Mount St. Joseph University. Cover 3 Investor Financing. Call 513-970-5531. The Roar Store on the Mount St. Joseph campus. LIT Wellness Solutions. Call us at 513-659-3017. Dr. Libby Spies. Call for an appointment at 513-246-8900. Official Investigators and Security Services. Call now at 844-263-3424. 
Mount St. Joseph University Sports is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the field for this Lions game. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Bluffton, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris, and today we have got the first game of the Heartland Conference season set to tee it off, and the mount will be kicking off, and it's going to be a short kick as we start this one early. It'll be taken in by Bluffton at the 26-yard line by one of the up backs, and Bluffton will be starting first and 10, Mikhail Owens, Took that one in at the 26-yard line. So Bluffton will have it first and 10 at their own 26-yard line. The Lions on defense to start this one out here this afternoon. They're in their all-white uniforms with dark blue numerals, gold trim, white helmets. And for Bluffton, they're in their purple jerseys, white numerals, white pants, and kind of a blend with their helmets. They start out white, and towards the bottom, they transition into purple. Starting it out at quarterback is going to be Nobis. Nobis, the senior from Bryan, Ohio, gets a handoff right up the middle to Stoner. And Stoner, Kaner Stoner, takes it right up to the 30-yard line for an initial gain of about three yards on the carry. Brings up second down, seven yards to go. Lions in their defense at 4-3 with Noah Hammond, Bo Kooning, Nick Brokering, and Declan Brophy along the front line. Anthony Wright, Julius Fisher... John Finn are the linebackers. Speakman at one safety. At the other safety is Devin Donaworth. Abel at one corner. And Nobis is going to run the RPO. He takes it across the 30 out to about the 33-yard line. That's another gain of about four. And it will bring up a second down three yards to go for the Lions. Pierce is the other cornerback for the Lions defensively. You're going to see a lot of RPO here for the Bluffton offense, and as you've seen it early, two run plays and a short third down coming for Bluffton. Both teams come into this one with a record of one and two on the year. Nobis, the quarterback, completing 52% of his passes, drops back on third and three. Good protection, throws a lob pass out on the left-hand side, incomplete. Tried to get it to his intended receiver, Stoner, out of the backfield. Good coverage by Noah Abel. And it brings up fourth and three, so it'll bring in Jake Baumgartner, the punter for the Beavers. He is a junior, 5'10", 190 pounds, and 22 punts this year. Averaging 37.8 yards per punt. He's got a long of 90 this year. And inside the 20, he has placed the ball six times. Back set to return. Troy Speakman for the all-white Mount St. Joseph Lions today, back about his own 30. And Baumgartner's going to kick it into a slight wind, low end-over-end kick that'll hit about the 40. Speakman's going to pick it up at the 35 and then get hit immediately at the 40-yard line, but he kept control of the ball, and that will give the Lions the football at the 40-yard line. That hit will wake everybody up in the crowd. They had a ooze and ahs going right there. Great defense by the Lions getting out on a three and out. Good field position here for the offense as we get going. So the Lions will send Kinald, who had a big game against Trine two weeks ago, out wide to the left. Lions will be going from south to north, right to left across your computer screen. Mariano McKenzie, our pregame guest, just to the left of Josh Taylor, now takes a step backwards behind him, moving in motion to the near side is Joey Newton and the fake handoff throw out in the left hand side it is complete to Newton spin move away from one tackler and he'll take it across 
the 44 out to about the close to the 45-yard line for a gain of three. Good positive yardage right there. Just get it out to your playmakers. Number two, Joey Newton, picks up a gain of three or four as the Lions offense gets going. Wyatt Rutgerson into the ball game now. Jake Kaler goes out wide right. Rutgerson's going to line up in the slot on the right-hand side. Ken Halt, Newton, empty backfield now. Lions go shotgun. McKenzie's going to move. No, check that. That is Joey Newton. McKenzie's out of the ball game. Now moving in motion is Brock behind Taylor. Taylor takes the snap, throw to Newton, complete at midfield to the 45 of Bluffton, and he'll take it inside the 45 and be downed at the 41-yard line. Big pass completion of 13 and a first down for the Lions. Little curl route by number two, Joey Newton again. Taylor gets it out quickly, picks up a gain of five or six for the first down, and the chains are moving. Boy, it is just a great day for football. It is overcast, but the sun trying to peek itself out from the clouds. About 75 degrees here today. Taylor, again, empty backfield. Spread formation, drops back. He's going to look deep. He's got a receiver in Rutgerson, and he overthrew him and incomplete in the end zone. Had a wide open receiver in the end zone. Just overthrew him. Great route by Rutgerson. Uh, just an opportunity missed right there by Taylor. Um, but good coverage there by Bluffton's defense, and that brings up a second and ten. Mariano McKenzie back into the ball game as Rutgerson will check out after that long run. Ken Hall out to the near side, ball on the near hash mark. Hayden Bell back into the lineup after a couple of weeks being out. He's lined up tight end left, just off the line, and the handoff up the middle to Mariano McKenzie across the 40 and down to the 37-yard line. Gain of three, Taylor and it brings up third McKenzie. and seven. Lions, first drive of the afternoon. And on third and seven, they look over to Caleb Carrill, who's back calling the plays here today for the Lions. Brock and Newton are out wide to the right-hand side. Kinhalt wide to the left. Tight end right is Bell. Fake handoff. Taylor's going to keep it himself on a pump fake across the 35. Dives to the 30. He's got the first down on a gain of eight. Great effort by Taylor. Really nothing there. Quarterback draw just kind of bobbing and weaving his way through. Was able to dive for the first down and keep the chains moving on the opening drive. Taylor came into the ball game with 59 rushes, 93 or 612 yards rushing on the year. He has been outstanding. Check out, that's his passing stat. 63 carries, 317 yards on the ground so far for Taylor coming into this. When Kinhall moves in motion to the far side, now Taylor is going to keep it on a sweep to the right. He's going to be hit and dropped immediately by the defensive end, Joshua Warlick. Loss of about a yard. I'm sorry, Chris. No, you're fine. Nice job by the Bluffton defense. It looked like kind of an RPO, and Taylor was able to – he had Ken Holt and Joey Newton out wide. He elected to keep it and was gang-tackled by that Bluffton defense for a loss. Brings up second down and a long 10, short 11. Kinhalt wide to the left. Jake Ehlers into the ball game. He's split to the left-hand side. Three receivers on an empty backfield out to the far side. Taylor drops back. Couple steps. Now throws over the middle. Complete on the play to Austin Brock at the 25-20. 15, and he's going to be brought down inside the 10 to the 5-yard line. 
That's going to be a gain of 26 on the reception. Good job by Taylor, just giving what the defense will give you. He found Brock over the middle, playing soft coverage on Bluffton's defense, and was able to pick up a big gain and give us into the, inside the 10-yard line. 10-26 and running left to go in this first quarter. Lions with their first drive of the afternoon, and they're knocking at the red zone door down to the five-yard line of Bluffton. Mariano McKenzie back into the ballgame on first and goal for the Lions. Hayden Bell tight end left. Receivers out wide on the far side. Taylor's going to keep it. Now throw a little flare pass out to the right to Austin Brock, and he's going to slip and fall down on the play. Back at the seven-yard line for a loss of two. Coming into today's ballgame, the Lions are nine for nine in the red zone. That puts them at number one in the country, tied with several teams early on in this season. But that's a great stat to be nine for nine. Brock has got a red towel, and that came out onto the field near the sideline, and it was almost like the Lions were going <laughs> to challenge the play <laughs> with the red flag. And Brock went back, picked it up, and tucked it in his back pocket. We're under 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Taylor on second and goal now from the seven after the loss of two. McKenzie right behind him. Fake handoff. Taylor on the bootleg around to the left-hand side. Throws into the end zone. He's got Powell no good incomplete. Powell got his hands on it. And it was knocked free. It looked like Montez Archer picked him up out of the flare. And it was incomplete. Third and goal. Yeah, good coverage by number 10, the linebacker. Saul Beamer broke that pass up in the end zone as Taylor was trying to go to the tight end, pal. 9-14 left to go in the first quarter of action. No score. Now the Lions are going to go with a tight formation with two receivers out wide on both sides. Mariano McKenzie out of the pistol, now moves out of the backfield, empty backfield, McKenzie in motion to the left, looking into the end zone as Taylor throws into the end zone, incomplete, in and out of the hands of Ken Hall, he had it, and just could not hang on, fourth and goal, and the Lions will bring in Farfsing to try the field goal. Great read by Taylor, he had Ken Hall on a little out powder and into the end zone, it hit him right in the hands and fell incomplete, but that gives up the Lions another chance here to tack on 10 for 10 in the red zone with a field goal attempt here. Missed opportunity, though, for the Lions. They had it first and goal at the five and just moved backwards. Kyle Farfsing in to attempt the field goal. This one will be a 24-yarder. That one is a line drive kick, and it is good. 9.09 left to go in the first quarter of action. Your score from Bluffton, it's the Lions 3, Bluffton nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. On your health and well-being, are you ready to create a culture where the values of health and wholeness are promoted and practiced? I'm Tanya Fosnock Jolliffe, a proud MSJ alum and the founder of LIT Wellness Solutions. My years of experience as a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist have taught me that lasting health transformation requires focusing on all dimensions of well-being and not just physical health. Check us out at LITWellnessSolutions.com to learn more about how you can begin creating a culture of wellness for yourself, your family, and your business. For more than a century, Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Bluffton, Ohio, where the Beavers are down 3 to nothing on that 24-yard field goal by Kyle Farfsing. Good job right there by the Lions. I know they were unable to punch it into the end zone, but 10 plays, 4 minutes and 27 seconds, went 52 yards, and able to take a 3-0 lead early. So Ryan Murray will kick it off for the Lions. Back set to return 
for the Beavers is Price and Montez Archer, and it's a high short kick. And again, it will be taken in by one of the upbacks, and that's going to be Traviano, Joseph Traviano, the tight end freshman from Lima Perry High School, takes it in again at about the 25-yard line this time. So the Lions obviously are going to kick it away from Archer here today. Yeah, I like the idea. Just pooch kick it. I know they're going to start at the 25, but pooch kick it. That way it keeps Archer from making a difference in the game in the special teams. Yep. So, again, it will be Nobis, the quarterback. Nobis, the 6'1", senior, 200-pounder from Bryan, Ohio. He's got two men in bat in the backfield with him, King, and King's going to get the handoff right up the middle. Excuse me, that's Calvin Dudley, and Dudley breaks it across the 30, and he'll take it out near the 34-yard line. It's a gain of nine against this Lions defense, and it's second and one. Good run right there by Dudley. Got a good push by the offensive line, was able to find a hole in the middle of there, and was able to get a nine-yard gain out of it. Yeah, ran right through that A-gap between the center and the left guard. Nick Myers, the center, and Ahmad Cohn, the left guard. Again, Dudley and Stoner in the backfield. And the handoff goes to Stoner this time, and he's going to struggle forward. Got the first down after a gain of a couple out to the 36-yard line. Tackle on the play, number 15, Anthony Wright. Just a gain of two. Devonworth, Donaworth, excuse me, in the safety position along with Troy Speakman. First and 10 for Bluffton at their own 36-yard line. Lions showing a 4-3. Now here comes Wright on the blitz, and he ran right into the run. He's taken down Dudley. We got through him, but picking up the after effects is Noah Hammond, a loss of six on the play. Great job by uh, Anthony Wright coming on an outside blitz, was able to kind of push that running back back into the middle of the field, and then, like you said, a uh, big tackle for a loss for this Lions defense. I'm going to bring up second down and 16 yards to go now for this Bluffton offense. They bring into the offense Drew Mace, a junior 5'10 from Northridge, Ohio, Johnstown, over south of Canton. Nobis, the quarterback, looks upfield. He's going to throw a fade up the right-hand side, and no good, incomplete, threw it over the head of his intended receiver. Javier Johnson. And credit the coverage right there. No able and uh, thin 22 and white on the coverage, on the man-to-man coverage, and was able just to allow nothing there on Bluffton's end for a long, incomplete pass. And that brings up a long third down for the Lions to try to get off the field again. Third and 16 from the 30-yard line. Price comes out to the near side. Ball on the near hash mark. The tight end on the left side is Drew Mace. Two receivers out wide to the left, Johnson and Dine. Dropping back, Nobis steps up into the pocket. Now rolls out of the pocket to the near side. Throws it up the right side, and it is going to be complete to Stoner near midfield, right in front of Julius Fisher for a first down on a 20-yard completion. Great catch by Stoner. He was down the sideline. The quarterback came out to the right side. Stoner came back to him, threw it up to him, and he was able to get a foot down in there to the sideline of Bluffton for a first down and move the chains. Right at midfield. Big completion on a third and 16 for the Bluffton offense. So it'll be first and 10 for Bluffton right at midfield against this Lions defense. 
Nova's checked out of the game right there, Dave. They're bringing in number nine, Blake Ryan, into the ballgame. Freshman, 6'2", 174. He started last week, and now a timeout is going to be taken by Bluffton as they are a little disoriented on offense. So we'll take a timeout also. 6.55 remaining to go in the first quarter. You score the Lions 3, the Beavers nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. If you're looking for a pediatrician that will take time to listen with genuine concern and compassion, make an appointment with Mount St. Joseph alum, Dr. Libby Spees. Call 513-246-8900. Dr. Spees has been a part of the Cincinnati area all of her life and has experienced a lifelong affinity for working with children and helps them feel comfortable. She gets to know the patient, not just their medical charts, but their interests, hobbies, likes, and dislikes. So become a part of the Spees medical family. Call today for an appointment. Dr. Libby Spees, 513-246-8900. Well, Chris, they took out Zach Nobis and brought in Ryan, and it looks like they're looking at the right shoulder, maybe the right collarbone of Nobis down on the sideline. Nobis took a hit on that third and 16 completion to Stoner, and like you mentioned, they are taking a taking a good look at him. He's got his helmet off. The trainers are kind of circling around him so I would assume you're going to see Black uh, Blake Ryan for quite a bit here for Bluffton. Ryan 18 of 47 on the year completing just 38% of his passes the freshman and he's going to hand it off to Stoner. Stoner cuts it right up the middle behind the center and on first and 10 he gains a couple to about the 48 yard line just inside the 48 and it brings up second and a long seven. Second down. So Ryan, the quarterback who started last week, or excuse me, two weeks ago against Kalamazoo, couldn't get anything going offensively. They pulled him out of the game and ended up bringing in Nobus, who brought them back for the victory. Second down, eight yards to go. Mace, tight end right, now moving Stoner to the right side of Ryan. Now Ryan's going to drop back. Looks up the right side. He's going to throw it. It's complete to Mace. Mace is going to break at 20, 15, 10. He's going to be brought down by Speakman inside the five down at about the four-yard line. They'll mark him down. They'll say at the seven is where they're going to initially put him down at. Great touch by Ryan on the pass to Mace. He's able to float it over the head of 22 Finn and a big gain and down into the red zone. Here comes Bluffton. Boy, just an outstanding throw by Ryan to hit Mace for the first down. And now Bluffton's got it in Mount Territory in the red zone. Stoner beside Ryan, and Ryan throws it into the end zone. Complete touchdown. Touchdown to Andre Price, the sophomore. And Price puts Bluffton on top of it, 6-3. to three. There's the RPO that we were talking about. Puts it in the belly of Stoner, pulls it back out. Has a little small slant into the end zone and was able to complete it for a touchdown for Bluffton, and they take the lead midway through the first quarter. So Price with the touchdown catch. That is his first TD of the season. And Baumgartner will come in to attempt the extra point. He is 5 of 6 on the season. And he puts that one up, and it is through. So we've got an official timeout on the field, 5.41 to go in the first quarter of your score. It is now Bluffton 7, the Mount 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now in the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. 
Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Well, Chris, again, a big play comes back to bite the Lions and that big completion to Mays. And then the touchdown pass to Price has Bluffton on top of it, 7-3. Ryan, Ryan did a good, really good job of coming into the ball game, completing a couple passes. That possession, 3 minutes, 27 seconds, 75 yards on only 8 plays, and ended in the touchdown for Bluffton. So Baumgartner will kick it off. Back set to return, Joey Newton and Troy Speakman. Back at about their own 5-yard line. Actually, Baumgartner is going to be kicking into the wind. It is a short end-over-end kick. Newton's going to hit at the 20. He'll pick it up at the 16. Sidesteps one tackler, and then is brought down at the 23-yard line. Nice tackle on the play. Upfield by Bluffton Stephen Kozakowski. Yeah, really good job. Both teams are kind of pooch-kicking it around the 25-yard line, and the Lions will start out on their own 23. So the Lions down 7-3. They took the initial drive of the ball game and took it down, kicked the field goal. Taylor, 3 of 6 in that drive for 38 yards and he ran twice for just 6 yards. Taylor's going to be in the backfield. Holding against the uh, defense against now, the team is the call. Now they're going to call a hold against the Lions and that will mark them back half the distance to the goal. Back at around the 13-yard line. So again, penalties rear their ugly head against the Lions. The fourth quarter, the overtime against Trine, and now here early in the ballgame. And the Lions are hit with a tough penalty. So they'll start first and 10 at their own 13-yard line. They move Newton in motion, and they're going to give it to him on the jet sweep. Newton around the right side, cuts it up the field to the 20. He's going to be tripped up and brought down outside the 20 to the 22-yard line after a gain of nine. As you mentioned, the jet sweep to Joey Newton. Good job by Austin Brock and Mariota McKenzie able to get out in front and leap block for a nice nine-yard gain on the jet sweep for Newton. Jake Ayler out wide to the left. Wyatt Rutgerson back into the ball game. number one, slot left. Two receivers out wide to the far side for the Lions on second and one. Boy, you could go deep on this one. They've got the wind to their back. Mariano McKenzie to the right of Taylor. Taylor's going to step back, throw it to the right-hand side. That's complete to Austin Brock. Side steps another tackler outside the 30, and they'll say he stepped out of bounds at the 30, sidestepping that tackler. So a gain of seven and a first down for the Lions. Taylor finds his favorite target in Austin Brock again, just taking what what the defense gives him, and another first down, and we're moving the chains. First and 10 from the 30. Clock running, 446 left to go in the first quarter. Brock comes out wide to the left-hand side along with Jake Ayler. Going out to the far side, the right side, is Joey Newton. Right behind Taylor is McKenzie. McKenzie gets it up the middle, breaks it to the 40, to the 45-50. Cuts to the near side, and he'll be upended at the 48 inside Bluffton territory after a 22-yard gain. Talked about the explosiveness of Mariona McKenzie. Saw it on that play on a 20-yard gain, moving the chains. Inside Bluffton territory, really good to see 31 and White get a big run. Absolutely. They're going to spot him at the 49, so officially a 21-yard pickup. Kid Hall out wide to the left all by himself. Powell is tight end right, right behind the right tackle. 
Fake handoff, throw over the middle, complete to Kinhalt at the 40. Drags a tackler, Kazakowski, down to the 36-yard line of Bluffton. That's a 13-yard pickup and another first down. RPO by Taylor, puts it in the belly of McKenzie and pulls it out and finds number 18, Kinhalt, on the catch. Nice catch. Kalasaki was all over him, number 7 on the Bluffton on the tackle, but the Lions move the chains once again. Newton out wide to the right. Coming out wide to the left is Ken Halt. Fake handoff. Taylor throws out to the right to Powell. He wasn't expecting it incomplete. Taylor's pass intended for Looks like Powell uh, just wasn't expecting it. It's thrown a little bit behind him. Had some blockers out in front. Hayden Bell will come in now at tight end. Austin Brock out to the right. Well, we've got an opportunity. Uh, Caleb Carrill's father constantly listens. We want to say hello to him. And Sarah Miller, the softball pitcher's dad, listens to us a lot, so I want to say hello to him also. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions from the Bluffton 37-yard line. Taylor's going to throw it out on a wheel route. That goes to Ken Hall, broke a tackle at the 35, and he'll be brought down at the 34. Just a couple of yard gain. Boy, he took a beating just for two yards. And it's third and call it a long seven. Carl Foster, linebacker number 12 for Bluffton, was able to come up and blow that play up. Really, not really a gain right there. and brings up a long third down for the Lions. Third down, seven yards to go. Ball at the 33-yard line of Bluffton. The clock actually stares right back into the sun, so when the sun comes out from under the clouds, you cannot really read the clock, but I think it says two minutes and 30-some seconds to go in the first quarter. Third and seven, Taylor looks to the left. He's got Joey Newton at the 30, and he's going to be stacked up and down right there. Three-yard gain. It'll bring up fourth down and four yards to go. Probably too long for a field goal for Farsing and too short for a punt, so the Lions will probably go for it here on fourth down, Chris. Looks like the offense is going to stay on the field. Nice play, number 10, Saul Beamer on the play, linebacker for Bluffton. So fourth down, call it four yards to go. They need to get inside the 26-yard line. Ball spotted at the 30. Fourth and four. Taylor with McKenzie to the left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball on the near hash mark. Now moving in motion is Newton on fourth down. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor looks. He's going to run it himself off the left side. Now he throws it. He's got Mariano McKenzie at the five wide open. And then he's going to be brought down at the one on a tackle saving play. A touchdown saving play by Martez Neighbors. Got a flag on the play, Dave. Looks like it's going to come back. They're going to call illegal man downfield by the Lions. Yeah, on the play, Taylor was able to scramble out to the left side. And uh, Mario and McKenzie was able to get down open on the sideline. The DB came back to make a tackle on Taylor. He was able to float it down to McKenzie, but it looks like a legal man downfield is going to bring that all the way back. So there's about a minute 54 left to go in this first quarter. That'll mark the Lions back five yards to the 35 and bring up fourth down, nine yards to go, and they'll still go for it. Wind really kicking up. It's blowing to the back of the Lions. Rutgerson in the backfield. Now movement on the line. Boy, there goes the flag, and the penalty will be called against Bluffton. Actually, they're going to call a false start on the Lions and move them back another five, and looks like they are going to probably put the punt team back out on the field here and 
see what decision they make. Coach Hop, they are going to elect to punt the football here as penalties really stalled this drive. Well, it's been penalties that have hurt the Lions throughout the early part of this ballgame, Chris. Yeah, I agree. They, they had an opportunity there on this drive. They were moving the football, and then penalties, back-to-back -back penalties cost them, and now they're going to be able to punt. Hopefully Ryan Murray can do a really good job, as he did against trying and pin this Bluffton offense deep. So Ryan Murray will punt the football away. Archer is back set to return at about his five, and Murray is going to kick it off away from Archer. It's going to hit inside the five, and it will be down at the one-yard line. Ryan Murray has been outstanding in the last two ball games, Dave. That is a 39-yard punt, and it puts Bluffton back inside their one-yard line. Really good punt. They had Archer back, obviously, on the return. He was able to put it right to the right corner of the end zone, and it literally just hit at the 10 and rolled all the way down to the 1. Good job, Ryan Murray, to get that momentum back for the Lions. And I believe it's under a minute to go in the first quarter of action. That sun has really creeped up now and hit the scoreboard, and we can't tell what how much time is left on the scoreboard. <laughs> so, Ryan is back in at quarterback. Nobis with the injury has left, and the handoff to Stoner, and Stoner is going to take it. Outside the one to about, check out, that's Dudley, excuse me. And Dudley takes it outside the one to about the three-yard line. Gain of a couple. Nope, 11, 11, 11. About a three-yard pickup on first down. So receivers out Second wide on both sides. Deshaun Bonte out wide to the right. Jeremy Locklear wide to the left. Ryan moves Dudley off to the right of him. He's in the end zone. And the handoff goes to Dudley right up the middle. He'll take it to the five, fall forward Dudley to about the six. And, the five and that's the six. a gain of about another two yards. Spotted on see if Bluffton elects to run another play here before the end of the quarter. Well, he marked him at the seven. I don't think he smelled the seven, but they got him marked there. And that brings up third and four. Looks like they're not going to run another play, and that'll be the end of the first quarter. So that'll be the end of the first quarter, and your score here from Bluffton. It's Bluffton 7 and the Mount 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, back here in Bluffton, as we enter the second quarter of play, it is to 7-3, the Beavers on top of the Lions. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris bringing you the action this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
Good to have you along here today as the Lions now have a big play defensively as they have pinned Bluffton back inside their 10, and it will be third down, and we're going to call it about a short four yards to go for the Beavers. Into the ball game now for the Lions is Colin, uh, Colin Collier. Collier in at the defensive end position for Mount St. Joseph. Also into the lineup is Nate Owens in at a linebacker spot. And the delay here at the beginning of the second quarter is I'm not sure if the head referee had the ends of the field confused, but he's coming from one side down to the other end of the field. So here we go as we open up the second quarter of play. Bluffton going from right to left across your screen. Dudley in the backfield. Line showing blitz. Ryan's going to throw it out to the right side. It is incomplete. Flag thrown, and it'll be a pass interference penalty called against Andrew Pierce. Yeah, the flag came out right away. Looks like he had contact on the back side, and they are going to get him for pass interference, which would allow Bluffton to get a first down. Well, so far in this ballgame, Chris, the Lions penalized in the contest a numerous amount of times, four times now. Actually called holding on the play instead of pass interference, but needless to say, it moves the chains and a first down for Bluffton. It kind of gives him a little bit more of a cushion there as it moves it out to about the 17-yard line. It's the fourth penalty on the ballgame for the Lions, none against Bluffton for 25 yards against the Mount. Mace moves out to the right side on the tight end. Dudley moves out of the backfield to the right-hand side, and the pitch goes to Johnson. Johnson on the jet sweep around the right side. Nothing there as Troy Speakman will bring him down on the play along with Andrew Pierce for a loss of a couple. Good job by the Lions defense just to stay at home, and then 18, Troy Speakman comes down from the safety position and is able to make a tackle for loss. Stay with us at halftime. We'll have reports on the... Cincinnati-Notre Dame game, which should be kicking off right about halftime up in South Bend, and the Ohio State-Rutgers game, which will kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. That coming up on our halftime show. Ryan with Dudley in the backfield, fake handoff. Ryan throws out to the left, and it is complete on the play. Nice catch by Zane Dine. Dine right in front of Pierce, but it was only for a couple of yards, and it brings up third down nine. Another opportunity for the Lions defense on a long third down to get off the field. Still could potentially get good field position out of this with a stop. Absolutely need to get something defensively as Bluffton was pinned back inside their one-yard line. Dudley moves over to the right of Ryan, and now Ryan takes the handoff, fake handoff. Now he's going to throw it out to the right side, complete on the play, out to the 23-yard line, and that pass is complete. But only for four yards on the play, brings up fourth down and about five, and that's to Drew Mace, the tight end. So Bluffton will punt the football away, and Baumgartner comes into the contest. Good job by the Lions defense. Had them pinned back down to the one after the punt. Did a really good job of just kind of keeping everything in front. Even with the penalty, was still able to get off the field and should get good field position here for the offensive possession. So Baumgartner will kick it away from his 23-yard line. Speakman back inside his own territory. At about his 42 to collect this one in. No rush. 
good high punt by Baumgartner. Speakman's going to take it in at his 35. Cuts to the near side, to the 40. Now he's going to cut it up the middle, and he's going to be hit and dropped right at the 41-yard line. 36-yard net punt for Baumgartner. And it will be first and 10 for the Lions going from left to right. Opening up on good field position at the 41-yard line. So see if they can't get something together. They've been drive, they've been moving the football pretty good so far, Dave. Just penalties kind of putting an end to each drive here early on. Absolutely, and that's been the bugaboo for the Lions. 7 of 11, Josh Taylor passing 65 yards so far in the ballgame. Mariano McKenzie, two rushes for 25 yards off to the right of Taylor. Taylor with receivers. Now Brock is going to move in motion to the near side. And the RPO, Taylor's going to cake it off the right side around the right tackle out to the 45-yard line, and he'll be stopped there after a four-yard game. Boy, Bluffton had nine guys in the box right there, so they're really keying in on this rushing game of the Lions. And good job by the Bluffton defense. But credit Taylor, he's still able to pick up four or five yards there. I'm surprised Taylor didn't audibleize out of that, though, really, Chris, because you get nine guys in the box that – Leaves the passing attack open on the far side. Yet, Bluffton's doing a good job of bringing a safety down into the box late. Right now, they're doing a 4-2-5 defense right now. Yeah, they've got a funky defense that they play, and you never know who they're going to drop back. Taylor, on second and six, throws it right into the hands and out of the hands of Jake Ayler incomplete. Two or three passes so far for the Lions today that hit them right in the hands and have been dropped. Well, you kind of wonder if maybe the week off helped and hurt because the Lions are dropping passes right now that they normally would catch and it's third down six Taylor standing back looking over at the Lions bench he's got Mariano McKenzie to the right of him receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions no tight end now moving in motion is Brock behind Taylor Dropping back Taylor, looks upfield, runs out of the pocket, now runs to the right. He's going to throw a loop pass over to McKenzie, complete at the 33, first down on the play after a 23-yard pickup. Good job by Mariano McKenzie to hang on to that football. He got hit hard after that. He was able to get it down the sideline. Taylor got pressured, stepped up into the pocket, was able to find Mariano McKenzie down the sideline, wide open for a big first down. Zakeem Hunley is into the ballgame for the first time now for the Lions. McKenzie, after getting hit, like that, Chris, like you said, stays in the ball game at running back. So Hunley is out to the near side here, ball in the near hash mark. Joey Newton in the slot right. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side for the Lions. Brock in the slot, dropping back Taylor, looking upfield. Still got plenty of time. Throws it out to the right flat, complete to Kenhalt, and Kenhalt's going to be bounced out of bounds at the 25-yard line. That's a nine-yard pickup on the completion. Well, credit the Lions all, uh, wide receivers right now. Bluffton currently is only rushing three guys. They've got six DBs in the ball game between DBs and safeties, and the Lions uh, receivers are getting open. Obviously, they've had a few drops, but good job by Taylor to go through the progressions and find an open Kenhalt. Well, second and short, shorter than a yard to go from the 25. This is where Taylor really likes to go for broke from the Bluffton 25 dropping back Taylor now he's going to run it off the left tackle he's going to break it to the 20 15 10 5 dives into the end zone touchdown Lions you just talked about Taylor he loves this opportunity pulls the ball down for a quarterback draw makes a man miss at the 5 dives into the end zone and the Lions take the lead 9 to 7 Taylor with the touchdown 
And the Lions now have taken the lead here at 9-7. And coming in to attempt the extra point will be Kyle Farfsing. Taylor, that's his second rushing touchdown of the season. So Farfsing will attempt the extra point to put the Lions on top by three. Rutgerson, the holder, kick is up. Kick is good. There's about 11 minutes to go in this first half of action. We can't see because of the sun. Your score. Now it's the Lions 10 and Bluffton 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sometimes circumstances require the services of a private investigator. And when that happens, contact Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati. They specialize in surveillance, insurance fraud investigations, workers' comp, witness location and protection, accident reconstruction, and stolen auto and construction equipment. Official investigations and security services also provides mobile notary services throughout the tri-state area. So for your needs, call the best. Courtesy, professionalism, experience, and results. Official investigations and security services at 844-263-3424. Well, some scores around the Heartland Conference. Hanover is leading Anderson right now in the second quarter, 14 to nothing. And Rose Hallman has got a huge lead on Defiance, 28 to nothing in the second quarter also. Good job by the Lions offense. We're able to get good field position. Went five plays, a minute and 45 seconds, 59 yards, and Taylor in for the rushing touchdown. Upset special of the day, Manchester with just entering the second quarter is leading Franklin 9 to 7 keep an eye on that as we go throughout this afternoon and just looking at some stat numbers here before we get ready for the Lions to kick it off really good balanced offense so far for the Lions 168 yards 95 passing 73 rushing Kozakowski is back set to return with Archer it's going to be a short end over end kick again that'll be taken in by the tight end Taviano and Taviano picked it up at the 30 there's a flag on the play over on the sideline as one of the Mount players was driven into the Bluffton sideline here on the near side. Bluffton has it on the return of a couple of yards by Taviano out to the 33-yard line. Boy, Jonathan Finn is begging for a flag here on the Bluffton near side to us. No flag was actually tossed. He gets thrown all the way around, winds up underneath the tent over here on the Bluffton sideline. No flag on the play as Bluffton will start to drive on a 33-yard line. Yeah, we saw that two weeks ago when Josh Taylor was thrown five yards, and there was no roughing the passer penalty. So it's kind of haphazard is what is called on those roughing penalties. Now Ryan, the quarterback, drops back, throws over the middle, and it is complete to Dine. Ryan to Dine takes it out across the 40, out to the 47-yard line, 11 on the completion, and a first down. Ryan has done a really good job since he's coming to the ballgame, and tight, tight spiral right there on the first down pass. Boy, to the marketing department of Bluffton, if they haven't thought of that before, I should put a patent on that. Ryan to Dine. Ryan to Dine. Ryan to Dine. There you go. First and ten, Bluffton moves out to their own 47-yard line. Dudley in the backfield. Hand off to Dudley. Dudley's going to run it off left tackle across midfield into Mount Territory. He'll be brought down at the 46-yard line. Eight yards on the carry. Now making about seven yards on the carry. Dudley, he runs very hard. He's got a couple rushing attempts here in today's ball game, and he's had three for 21 on the ball in the year, only coming in with 62 yards gained. But today, he is running the ball hard behind his pads. He's got five carries, 17 yards on the afternoon. 
Second down, four yards to go for a Bluffton first. Dudley in the pistol formation now moves to the left of Ryan. And the handoff, fake handoff. He's going to throw over the middle, and that's incomplete. Trying to get the ball to Dine again. And he was covered by Noah Abel. And they have some words as they head back to the huddle. Good job by Finn. Came on a linebacker blitz. Really rushed the throw by Ryan. And who's overthrown in good coverage once again. I think we say it every week. Man-to-man coverage. Noah Abel is pound for pound one of the best corners in the league. Yep. He's the lockdown guy for the Lions. Third down. Make it four. That's why they missed him so much in that game against Albion. Mace goes out tight end to the right-hand side. Johnson and Dine are out to the right. Now dropping back Ryan. He's going to throw it to Dine up the left-hand side, and Abel's going to get hit with a pass interference penalty, and that's where Noah let his emotions control him. He just gave Dine a shove when he didn't need to. The pass was incomplete over Dine's head, but the... Pass interference will be called and give Bluffton a first down. Once again, Dave, penalties have killed the Lions so far in the first half. It was a little fade route from Ryan to Dine. It was going to be incomplete, uncatchable ball, but they did get Noah Abel for pushing him in the back. Two flags flown, one from the sideline and one from the middle of the field, and that's going to move the ball for the first down into Lions territory for Bluffton. That is five penalties on the afternoon for 45 yards today against the Lions and a first down. 32-yard line in Mount Territory. Bluffton down on the scoreboard by three, 10 to seven. Dine, excuse me, Ryan hands it off to Dudley, and Dudley's going to take it across the 30, and he'll be dropped at the 26-yard line. So that's a five-yard pickup. And And it's second down, five yards to go. Dudley getting a lot of carries here. You're not seeing much of King. Stoner here and there. Dudley quite a bit, but when he gets the ball, he is running hard. Yeah, Dudley coming into today didn't have a lot to do on the stat chart. He had 21 carries, 51 yards, but he must have had a good week of practice because they're giving him the lion's share of the playing time here today. Johnson. Split out to the right-hand side. High snap, but Dine, Ryan grabs it and then hands it off to Dudley, and Dudley's going to pick up another six and a first down. Ryan pulls down the high snap. Once again, does. Dudley gets it and runs hard, was able to get the first down. Bluffton continues to move the chains and, dr- and first continue to drive this football into Mount Territory, almost into the red zone. Love to tell you how much time is left on the clock. It looks like 8.50 left to go in this first half of action. First and 10 from the 22. Fake handoff. Ryan's looking into the end zone. Gets hit as he throws and it's un- underthrown and incomplete. Good, Good pressure cut. right there by the Lions. Sorry, Dave. He Ryan was able to get pressure on Ryan. and I think the ball was tipped when it left his hands and an incomplete pass will bring down a second and 10. Todrick Downer was the, or excuse me, not Downer, but Noah had him was the intended receiver. But it was underthrown, as we said, and it brings up second down 10 from the Mount 22. Dine is to the left. Johnson, their leading receiver, slot right. He hasn't even been targeted today. Dudley to the right, and Ryan will hand it off to Dudley, breaks it up the middle across the 20, down to the 15. 
Boy, Dudley is running at will, picking up five, six yards of carry, and it's third down, call it about four. Yeah, right here, if you're Bluffton, you're already in field goal range. Just take care of the football here. Probably hand it off back to Dudley, see if he can't pick up the first down. He's been really good on this drive. Dudley, eight carries, 30 yards on the day, third and four. Dudley right behind. Ryan, the quarterback, now moves to the right. Ryan will take the snap. Hand off to Dudley around the left side. He'll pick up the first down at the 10. Lost the football, but they'll say he was down on the play. Right at the 9-yard line. Again, 7 yards on the pickup, and it's a first down. Yeah, Dudley's just going to continue to get He's going to check out of the ball game right now, but if you're, uh, Stoner's going to check in for Dudley, but if you're bluffed and just continue to run the football. Absolutely. They are just chunking up big yardage on the ground against the Lions. 7.44 left to go in this first half. Halftime show coming up. Hopefully you can join us then. Mace goes out wide to the right. Johnson slot to the right. Andre Price is wide to the right. They've got three receivers out to the right side. Going to the other side though to Dine and it's going to be incomplete but a flag is thrown and I think they're going to get holding against Andrew Pierce. Ryan looking for Dine flag thrown. Boy, the flags are coming out. It'll be holding against the Lions. First down on the penalty. And that'll give Bluffton a first down and move it to the inside the five-yard line. So it's first and goal for Bluffton. They're down 10 to 3. 7-24. And the clock has stopped here in the second quarter of action. Johnson is going to go out wide to the right. Price out to the right side also. Stoner stays in the backfield. Stoner stays in the backfield. He's out to the left-hand side. Mason motion. Stoner gets the handoff around the right side, and he's going to skip into the end zone for the score. And Bluffton has regained the lead at 13-10. On that drive, Dave, Bluffton just ran the ball at will down the, down the field and was able to go. Dudley and Stoner in that drive, and Stoner was a hard run right there for a touchdown as Bluffton retakes the lead. 7-14 to go in the first half of play. Bluffton now has regained the lead at 13-10, and they not only incorporated a long drive there, but a lot of time off the clock. 13-10, Baumgartner comes in to attempt the extra point. Low snap, but they get it down, and the kick is good. 7-14 to go in the first half. Your score, it is now Bluffton 14, the Mount 10 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, now the Lions on the short end of the stick as far as the scoreboard is concerned. 
7-14 to go, and the Bluffton Beavers are on top, 14-10. Back set to return, Joey Newton, Troy Speakman, Baumgartner, low line drive kick. That'll bounce up the left side, and it will go out of bounds inside the five. So the Lions will take control of the football after the squib out of bounds at the 35. Bluffton's touchdown drive, nine plays, three minutes and 50 seconds and 67 yards, and a lot of those 67 yards came on the ground. So the Lions come back out for the second time, down on the scoreboard. And we'll see what they can do with it here. Down by four, and Josh Taylor... Back into the ball game, 9 of 14 for 95 yards. But the Lions have really been hit with the penalty bugaboo here this afternoon. They've got to clean that up at the half. Lions going from left to right. Taylor with Mariano McKenzie to the right of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back is Taylor. Throws out to the right side. Complete to Hunley at the 40-yard line. Gain of five. Boy, he took a shot. Yeah, he did. Good to see Hunley in the ball game. Freshman, Cincinnati, Ohio. Comes in and gets his first catch of the day. He will always be remembered for the touchdown catch against Alfred three weeks ago. So the Lions, second down, five yards to go from their own 40. Austin Brock stacked up with Newton on the left-hand side. Ball on the near hash mark. Powell is the tight end left. Now moving in motion out of the backfield is McKenzie. Taylor is going to keep it to the right. Nothing there. Now cuts back to the left. He's going to get at the first down across the 45 and fall down to the 47-yard line. Boy, he picked up something out of nothing in a seven-yard game. It's just one of those Josh Taylor plays. Something out of nothing. Was able to get the first down. Really was stopped in the backfield, make a few miss. Was able to get upfield, got a couple blockers. Was able to get the first down. You know, we saw Stacy Littlejohn during the spring game. I called him a condominium. He's six feet, 380 pounds. He plays nose guard out of Clearview High School near Oberlin, Ohio. And it takes almost the entire play clock for him to get off the field when he comes off. But that's a first down for the Lions. Taylor takes the snap, throws up the right side, and it is through the hands and incomplete to Austin Brock. It would not have been incomplete anyway because Brock was running out of bounds. Second and ten as the wind kicks up. Yeah, Bluffton continues to run this three down linemen, two linebackers, and six DBs and safeties combined, and they're just kind of stacking them all over the field. The safeties kind of, sometimes they stack in the middle of the field, sometimes they're too high, sometimes they're too outside the hash, inside the hash, one's inside the hash, one's outside the hash. There's still a lot of DBs and safeties out there. And I think it's hard for Taylor to recognize what kind of defense it's going to be. Taylor on second and ten, throws out to the right, complete to Kenholt, went down on one knee to catch it. Picked up seven on the play. Down to the 46-yard line in Bluffton territory. So it's three yards to go for a first down on third down. Bluffton's doing a good job trying to keep everything in front. Taylor countering that, taking what they give him, finding Ken Holt right there, brings up a third third and short. Hayden Bell back in at tight end. Newton and Brock to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Lions with a tight formation again. Ken Holt on the left side. Tight end left is Hayden Bell. Lions look over to the sideline. 5.20 and running left to go in this first half. Lions down 14-10. Taylor will take the snap. He's going to run it off left tackle, and he's got the first down 
inside the 43-yard line, near the 42. That'll be a gain of about three and a first down for the Lions. Once again, Taylor just gets behind that offensive line. Gritty's out three or four yards. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) The where they, well, they're going to give him the first down, but boy, where they placed it. Right at straight across from us, Chris. It was very questionable. Now they've actually moved him back. I thought he was at the 42. They've got him back to the 43, and if they would have spotted it there right away, he wouldn't have had the first down. Nonetheless, Lions have it. First and 10 from the 43 of Bluffton. Bell stays in at tight end. He lines up on the right side. Ken Hall looking over again, tight formation. Newton and Brock are on the far side. Bell on the line of scrimmage at tight end. Off the line of scrimmage on the near side is Ken Hall. Mariano McKenzie in the backfield behind Josh Taylor. Fake handoff. Taylor rolls out to the left, looking upfield. Now cuts upfield. Still with a run, breaks a tackle to the 40. Now inside the 40 to the 35, and he'll struggle forward to the 33-yard line. That's a gain of about 10. He's close to the first down, but I think he's going to be, well, they're going to give it to him. First down at the 33-yard line of Bluffton. Good spot right there. They made up for the first spot. But once again, Taylor, he gets pressured, steps up into the pocket, doesn't see anything downfield. Good coverage by Bluffton. Was able to come to the near side of the field and scamper for the first down. So another first down for the Lions. Taylor, seven carries, 55 yards here this afternoon. First and 10 from the Bluffton 33. Taylor drops back. Now he's going to cut it. A lot of room to the left-hand side to the 30, 25, 20. He'll be brought down, spun down at about the 28-yard line on the play by Devon Headwood. Headwood, a junior, 5'11", 150 pounds. He leads Bluffton in interceptions this year with two. But three straight plays, three straight first downs for the Lions. Taylor continues to get the chunk yardage here. Good response by the Lions offense. First and 10, Lions in the red zone at the 18-yard line of Bluffton. Again, the tight formation. They found some success with this. Bell tight end left. Hand off to Mariano McKenzie, off left tackle. Inside the 15, struggles forward and gets it down to about the 13-yard line. That'll be a gain of six, second and four. Good run by McKenzie, and again, the Lions are 10 for 10 in the red zone in this season so far, looking for another opportunity to maybe even get six. Definitely in field goal range, take care of the football here. 250 and running in this first half. 14-10, Bluffton leads it by four. Now the Lions go spread. Brock and Newton to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Tight end left, Hayden Bell, he's on the line. Ken Halt wide left. Mario McKenzie to the left of Taylor. As he slaps his hands, takes the snap around a pit, uh, blocked by McKenzie. He'll take it inside the 10. Taylor gets down to about the 8. So that's about a 3-yard gain, and it will be third down and a long yard to go, short 2. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up at halftime, we'll have a recognition for the 2,000-10 and running. Lions have all three timeouts left. Members of the 2,000 football team, please... Third down and about a yard to go for a first down for the Lions. They're right at the nine, about the 10-yard line is where they have them spotted. And Taylor 
Cuts to the left. He's going to be hit behind the line. Spins get away from a tackle. He's going to take it to the five, and he's going to take it to the house for the score. Another outstanding play by Josh Taylor, and the Lions have regained the lead in this back-and-forth affair, 16-14. All you can do is shake your head. <laughs> if you're Bluffton's defense, you had him tackled behind the line of scrimmage. He spins out of it, comes to the near side of the field, makes a man miss, dives into the end zone again. Josh Taylor doing some special stuff on the ground today. His second touchdown of the afternoon. He's now 73 yards rushing. And Farfsing will come in to attempt the extra point with 41 seconds left to go. And that kick is up, and it is good. Timeout on the field, 141 left to go, excuse me. And your score here in the first half, the Lions now lead it 17-14 over Bluffton on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312-248-4366. Well, a nice drive by the Lions to regain the lead at 17-14. Josh Taylor on the afternoon, 10 carries, 83 yards, 2 touchdowns. And both teams just appear to be able to run it well against each other. Yeah, we talked in the pregame about having number one, number two defensively in the HCAC. Not seeing much defense so far in this ball game. Both teams are able to drive up and down the field. A lot of rushing attempts. Looking at the stats, though, the Lions, 233 yards total <laughs> offense, 170, 107 yards passing, 126 on the ground. So even though we're noticing a lot of rushing yards by Taylor, still a balanced play call by Caleb Carrill. Kazakowski is back set to return along with Martez Archer. And the Lions have really squibbed the ball on kickoffs here today to keep the ball away from Archer. 1.41 left to go, and Ryan Murray will kick it off. It's a high end over end kick that Kazakowski is going to take at his 13. Cuts to the near side to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30, and he's going to be upended, flagged down on the play, right about where the tackle was made at about the 40 yard line. There's a man down near the 33 yard line for Bluffton, but Kazakowski. Had a good run back, but I think it's going to be all for naught. I think they're probably going to call a holding. It's usually what the flag is on a run back. And it'll be a block in the back called against Bluffton. So that'll negate a great run back by Kozakowski. The man that was down for Bluffton has gotten up and walked off, and that's Jacquez Madison. So Madison got up under his own, on his own, walked off the field. So Bluffton has two timeouts left, a minute 34 remaining. Lions will get the ball to start the second half of play. First and 10 at the 28-yard line. Ryan's still the quarterback. Nobis 
left after an injury in the first quarter. Handoff up the middle to Dudley, and Dudley, boy, they are finding something right in the middle of the Lions line. Dudley picks up six, and it's second and four. Dudley, really patient, waited a split second behind the line, was able to find a hole and pick up six. Ten carries on the afternoon, 44 yards today. Over four yards a carry, you'll take that all the time. Ryan is going to look for Dine, and that is complete on the play at midfield and brought down in mount territory at the 47-yard line. Bluffton in hurry-up offense here as we hit with a minute left in the half. Ryan has done a really good job of sticking the ball in. That was Bonte with the catch, excuse me. First down, 10. Now throw up the field to Bonte. It's going to be incomplete. Boy, there was a nice battle going on there between Bonte and Noah Abel. Good coverage on Noah Abel trying to go to the fade route down the sideline. Also, safety, Troy Speakman came over to help out on coverage. And to check on Bonte, they gave us number one as his number, but he is actually number 10 here this afternoon. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Price. Johnson slot right. Dine is on the left-hand side all alone. Mace the tight end, handoff, fake handoff to Dudley. Dine is going to throw it an incomplete. Anthony Wright hit Ryan as he was thrown, throwing, and the ball was short. Thirty, make it 49.4 seconds to go, and it's third and ten. Boy, good pressure by Anthony Wright. Came on a blitz and really rushed that throw. The receiver wasn't even out of his break yet before Ryan had to get rid of it. Well, if you're them out here, Chris, if you if Bluffton runs the football and you stop them, do you use one of your timeouts and force them to punt? You get the ball to open up the second half. You've got three timeouts left. And 43 seconds to go. Probably now, just play it safe. Bluffton's going to take a timeout here, but if I'm the mount, stop them here on third down, run the clock out, take the lead into the half, and then get the ball in the second half. Well, I think it, I think you might as well force them to punt if you get the opportunity, see if you can make something happen out of that. 49.4 seconds to go. That'll be the second timeout used by Bluffton here in the first half. We'll have a report on the Notre Dame-Cincinnati game coming up at halftime and also on the Ohio State Rutgers game on the halftime show coming up in 49.4 seconds. A couple scores here while we got a break in the action. Number two, Georgia, 27 to nothing over number eight, Arkansas. Georgia really making a statement in that ballgame. Number 14, Michigan, 20. Wisconsin, 10 in the third quarter. Number 24, Wake Forest, up 20-17 to 17 on Louisville in the third quarter. And as you said, Cincinnati and Notre Dame getting ready to kick it off in South Bend. In the heartland, Manchester leading Franklin 16-7, three and a half left to go in the first half. Rose Holman blowing out Defiance, 41-0. Two minutes to go in the first half there. And in the second quarter, it is 21 to nothing. Hanover leading Anderson dropping back is Ryan. Ryan's going to be hit as he throws up the field to Dine. Nice play by Noah Abel to knock it away incomplete. Step by step, Noah Abel right there on the man-to-man coverage was able to bat the ball down and it's going to force Bluffton to punt the football with about 43, 44 seconds left in the half. 44.3 to be exact. Well, Lions don't have to use a timeout. Now let's see what they do. Probably all depend upon what Troy Speakman does here with this run back. Baumgartner will kick it away. 
from his 47-yard line. On fourth down 10, good snap. He's going to rugby kick it, kicks it up the field. It'll hit it about the 10, Speakman high bounce. He's going to let it bounce, and it'll go into the end zone for a touchback. Nice job by Speakman. He acted like he was going to run up and catch it. It bounced at the 10, bounced at the 5. The Bluffton player just kind of stood and watched Speakman, thought he was going to get it. And the Bluffton player just gave Speakman a high five as he kind of tricked him out a little bit, and the ball bounced into the end zone. Yeah, Kazakowski and Speakman both walked away arm in arm on that one as they were talking to each other. So 34.8 seconds to go. And the Lions will have it at the 20-yard line after the touchback. Looks like they're going to take a knee here and take the lead into the halftime. Yep, the Lions will go into the victory formation. They will not use their timeouts. They will have the ball at the beginning of the second half, as we told you. And Taylor takes the knee, and that'll do it here in the first half of action. Not exactly what we expected, Chris. Not so much as far as defensively. Obviously, you got one and two in the conference, but uh, both teams offensively well balanced. Uh, a lot of rushing yardage on both ends. Uh, back and forth ball game, 17 to 14. So, uh, should be an exciting second half. Mount gets the ball to start the second half. See if they can extend this lead. Well, they may be forced to run more and more play. Let's see. The officials are standing around the ball. The clock down to five. They're not letting the Mount leave yet. And now that will do it. So officially that is the end of the first half of action. And your score here at the end of the first half, it is Mount 17, Bluffton 14. Reports on the Notre Dame-Cincinnati game coming up now and the Ohio State Rutgers game. We'll do that when we come back to Bluffton after these timeouts. Barbarian Apparel is a cutting-edge sports apparel company. Barbarian Apparel provides high-quality team gear and active wear that is unrivaled at a great price. Barbarian Apparel fits not only individuals, but teams all over the world. And your team will stand out with Barbarian's custom sublimation, artwork, and screen printing. Each piece of team uniform is specifically designed with your preferences in mind, including graphics, color, logos, and fabric selections. Start your order today at barbarianapparel.com or email any questions at barbariancustomers at gmail.com. Barbarian Apparel, conquer the impossible. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to Bluffton Beaver Stadium in Bluffton, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Chris Morris, bringing you this afternoon's ball game between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and the Bluffton Beavers. There's a lot of Division I college football going on this afternoon, and of course, the prime game in the area today is number seven, Cincinnati, the Bearcats, at number nine, Notre Dame. That game should be just about kicking off right now on NBC. Luke Fickle, Desmond Ritter, and Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's head football coach, take a look at this afternoon's contest right before the ESPN crew gives their predictions. 
There's nothing that needs to be said. Everybody knows what it's all about. Everybody's going to be excited. Um, it's more about being able to get those guys to control the emotions. And our ultimate goal is to win a conference championship and then, you know, playing a New Year's Six or the college playoffs. And I think, you know, this is just one step um, in our way. Anytime you get two teams that are matched uh, in the top ten, it's, uh, it's exciting. So... We're up for the challenge, and I know they are too. They're excited. Um, it'll be a great college football game. Sam, what's your read on the Fighting Irish so far? I've been excited. I've been really excited to watch their defense grow. So Marcus Freeman, he was the former defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, led Cincinnati to a top five defense last year. Well, now that same Marcus Freeman is at Notre Dame. And Notre Dame started off a little bit sluggish defensively, but every single week they've gotten better. Going back to last week against Wisconsin, where we all saw the fourth quarter, all those pick sixes. It was fun to watch as a defensive-minded guy. So I'm excited to see that. (laughs) But also, there's a guy on the other side of the ball by the name of Desmond Ritter. He's going to try to have to avoid throwing picks to that guy, Kyle Hamilton, and that Notre Dame defense. Desmond Ritter can flat out play. This Cincinnati team, they want to throw the ball over top of you. They want to get it deep. But even if they don't get it deep, Desmond Ritter can do it with his legs. So that's what I love to watch about him. The only questions I have with Cincinnati, offensive line, left tackle, right tackle, I've seen them get beat a couple times. So if I'm Desmond Ritter, got to be a little bit aware of what's going on on the outside of you. But once again, I'm excited to watch this game. I think Notre Dame wins it because that defense is so stellar, but it's going to be a really, really good game. Sam, Ritter is going to have to have an excellent game and, and really his first of the year and, and just having uh, an excellent game where he's taking the top off using his legs. As you mentioned, a guy you want to avoid, Kyle Hamilton. He, he's going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. He's the best safety in the country. Kyle Hamilton can hurt you so many different ways. And then you look at the offense for Notre Dame. Lost four offensive line to the NFL. Lost their quarterback that have been there for so long. Wide receiver position. Everyone is gone. The two that are still there with Chris Tyree uh, and and Williams able to do the crazy running attack that we thought, but it hasn't been there. Kyron Williams, we thought he was going to take off and really be a great duo for the two of these guys, and they just quite haven't figured it out. You see the stat there, 2.3 per an attempt. That's not what Notre Dame is used to doing, so do they figure that out? Can they get to where, okay, we can run the football? A lot of question marks up front, as I mentioned. Those guys are not used to this type of ball. It's going to be a very interesting matchup, especially against this Cincinnati defense that wants to get after you. They do want to. And if you're Cincinnati, you have to love this opportunity. That's not why they're going. Of course, they want to win, but you got to like the chance at least. And as I mentioned before, speaking of chances, there's plenty at stake in this game Saturday in South Bend. Take a look at the All-State playoff predictor. Notre Dame, one of seven teams with at least a 20% chance to reach the playoff. That would jump up to 31% for the Irish with a win on Saturday. A loss would drop their chances to just eight. So it will make a difference. That game should just now be kicking off. Cincinnati at number 9, Notre Dame. Also this afternoon, number 11, Ohio State, is at Rutgers, taking on Greg Schiano's Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. That should be a very interesting ball game. And to preview that one for us this afternoon is Doug Maurice, Nathan Barrett, and Stephen Meems. Ohio State is favored by 15, which is a minuscule point spread as the Ohio State-Rutgers rivalry goes. Last time they played a game in... East Rutherford, I think it was a, uh, sorry, Piscataway, I think it was a 52-point spread. What is your pick today, Stephen? Yeah, I think back in 2019, we were betting how high it was going to be and kind of making jokes about it. But 45 to 20, and it's kind of broken down where I think Rutgers might get a touchdown in each half. But then other than that, it just kind of held 
the field goals. I am going to give some benefit of the doubt and bank on CJ Stroud getting that week of health helps him in his in, in the passing attack a little bit. Now, I'm not saying he's going to automatically turn into Justin Fields' prediction, but I do think some of those off throws that he's had, maybe we see those high throws come down a little bit, but also Ryan Day might help him out. We might see jet sweeps. You might just see different looks with this passing game than just, you know, play action deep ball to Chris Olave, getting these guys involved in other ways. But also I don't see anybody in this conference who can stop Travion Henderson from doing anything that he wants to do. So I think this is the the week where the offense clicks and the defense is still trying to figure it out. So maybe they give up some points, but Rutgers doesn't necessarily have enough to get over 30. So 45 to 20, Ohio State covers pretty easily. Yeah, I'm in a similar range. Ohio State, this line opened at 17 and has dwindled down to 15. I even see some books that have it 14 and a half. I think the way Rutgers went kind of toe-to-toe with Michigan last week in a seven-point loss in Ann Arbor has maybe affected that. And then also the issues Ohio State has had. I'm going to go 37-16 Ohio State. So pretty comfortable over the point spread. I think that Rutgers, uh, I appreciate what they're doing. I think Ohio State's offense is going to be a little bit more explosive than what they saw from Michigan last week and in a different way. You can obviously challenge uh, Rutgers through the air in a way that the Michigan doesn't and can't, and it's really actually more of a balanced attack. And I'm also kind of like you're factoring in, Stephen, that you think this might be the best, potentially the, the healthiest version of C.J. Stroud we've seen. I think this is also a better defense than Ohio State has put on the field against a, a decent team so far just from and we don't know for sure from a health standpoint but I think they're going to get some guys back that they were missing last week and on top of that just the progress we've seen from some playmakers in the defense uh, from the younger classes this is sort of a prove it week I think though for this defense much more not as much as it will be next week against Maryland but they've got to show that what some of the progress that they seem to display against a team like Akron can carry over to a team like Rutgers Doug what is your pick yeah, right in the same range with you guys. Uh, this line's insane to me. Not just because two years ago it was 52 or 52 and a half going into this game. Last week, Rutgers was a 20-point underdog to Michigan. And so Rutgers played a good second half against Michigan, and now they're only getting 15 against Ohio State because I think the transitive property does not apply here. I think the way Michigan plays offense, that's the kind of offense that Rutgers has a chance to stop. I also think the way Michigan plays offense is possibly the kind of offense that could give the Ohio State defense trouble, Mm -hmm. right? That I think Michigan is actually more likely to hang with Ohio State than it is to blow out Rutgers, whereas Ohio State is more prepared to like blow Rutgers off the field, but potentially play a closer game with Michigan. If you know what I mean, I don't think the loop is completed here. This is absolutely bonkers to me. That, that again, I, I still think Michigan controlled that first half, and then Rutgers did play better in the second half. Two scores against Rutgers? I, I can't believe it. This is my best bet of the year. So, and I tried to give it, but I'm right there with you guys. I have 41 16, and 41 16 even leaves room for like a late Rutgers touchdown that you don't see coming, right? And it's 41 23, and they still cover. That's still, Ohio State's still covered. That's 18. They cover. So I just, I have no idea where this line is coming from. It, it doesn't make any sense to me that, that it was 20 against Michigan. Michigan is just not as explosive as Ohio State. They're not going to pull, t- drop touchdowns out of the air the way Ohio State has a chance to do. So I just, I just think this is an easy cover for Ohio State. 
Also keeps the door open for, you know, the weird swinging gate or polecat or onside punt or whatever Rutgers tries to pull on special teams as they did last year to kind of keep that score a little bit closer than it should have been. So I agree with you. I think this just seems like uh, we've been bad at this. We've been so bad at this this year, picking Ohio State scores almost to the point where, like, maybe we should just stay away from them. But I, I agree that the way that this line keeps trickling down seems – Seems like a fair play to take Ohio State. That Ohio State-Rutgers game will kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. Also at 3.30 today, number one Alabama is at 12th ranked Ole Miss. It will be Stanford entertaining number three Oregon. And number six Oklahoma will be at Kansas State. Also tonight at 6 o'clock will be number 10 Florida at Kentucky on ESPN. We'll be back to take a look at the first half stats from Bluffton, I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris, and we'll be back with more right after this. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt, and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figuerella, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris back here at Bluffton where the Lions are leading it at the half, 17-14. Chris, not exactly what we expected out of the top two teams in the conference although in defense but although those numbers are just a tad bit skewed yeah i agree dave i'm just kind of looking over the halftime stats the biggest thing that stands out for me is the mount penalties six penalties 49 yards Uh, then you go over to bluffton one penalty for 10 yards yep so obviously bluffton's winning the field field position on the penalties and then if you just look across the stat line, 17 to 14 is the score. 13 first downs for the Mount, 12 for Bluffton. Both teams are finding a kind of a groove in the rushing attack. Uh, pretty evenly balanced on both ends. Um, I think the difference in the ball game is whose defense can make a few stops here in the second half, who can protect the football. And if you can limit the penalties for the Mount, you should be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to – I mean, when you look at the time of possession, the Lions have got almost four minutes – advantage in the time of possession they have outrushed Bluffton by almost 80 yards they have outpassed Bluffton by just one yard in the game but it's those penalties Chris that just kept drives alive for Bluffton I agree the penalties just continue to to pile up on the mount and uh, only one punt for the mount three for Bluffton Um, if you like you said you Josh Taylor was the story of the first half for the Lions. McKenzie had a couple big runs for us. Brock and Ken Holt, a few catches apiece. Uh, obviously, on the other end, Dudley and, and Stoner were running the ball effectively. Ryan had a really good first half when he came into the ball game, and he was throwing the ball around a little bit. So really impressed with what I saw with him. You said it best at the end of the first half that they've only got 60 yards rushing, but it feels like they've got over 100. I agree. It does. It feels like they are just continuing to run the ball and ground and pound against the Lions. But if you look in the stat line, they've only got 60 
103 yards rushing, but again, it does feel like 100, 125 on the ground. Big opportunity for the Lions. They get the ball to start the second half. Three-point lead. See what they can do to start the second half. Well, around the Heartland Conference, of course, the shocker right now is at Franklin, where Manchester, going into the third quarter, is leading 16-7 to over the 2-1 and Franklin Grizz. Elsewhere, Hanover has a 21-0 lead over Anderson in their game, and Rose Holman is just dominating Defiance. 42 to nothing. That game going on at Defiance College. And here it is the Mount 17, Bluffton 14. The Lions have the ball to open up the second half. When we come back, we'll take a look at the individual stats, the scoring plays. We'll do all that when we come back after this. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talents and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it worked. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at what can you do can has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. Get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hang in with your crew? Throw it back with Picnic Party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new Yacht Rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. And we're back here in Bluffton where some bad news coming in. The weather forecast has changed abruptly, and we've got some rain coming in. It looks like it's what they're having in South Bend right at the beginning of that Cincinnati-Notre Dame game. And, Chris, as you look at it, it looks like here in about 40, 45 minutes we're going to get some showers here. Potential rain showers coming in, and uh, like you mentioned, Cincinnati-Notre Dame, just quick score update, 0-0 zero, zero, that one just got started. Well, Individually in this ballgame for the Lions, Josh Taylor, 11 of 17 passing for 107 yards. He doesn't have a touchdown pass or an interception, but Taylor has got two touchdowns rushing here this afternoon. Taylor, 10 carries, 83 yards, his long of 25 in the ballgame and two TDs. Mariano McKenzie, three rushes on the afternoon, 30 yards on the contest. Seems like he's had more carries than just three three big explosive though averaging 10 a carry so he's had big explosive him and taylor have been really good rushing the football yeah and joey newton with a couple of jet sweeps picking up uh, 13 yards on the ground chandler kinhalt four catches for 32 yards on the afternoon two catches to newton for 17 yards austin brock has grabbed three receptions for 32 yards and one each to zakeem hunley and mariano mckenzie kyle farfsing one of one in the field goal department from 24 yards and 2 of 2 in extra points. And Ryan Murray, just one point here to one punt here today for 39 yards. For Bluffton, 
Zachary Nobis started the game, but he left with an injured shoulder after going one of three in the passing department. Blake Ryan came in to take control of the offense. He's 7 of 12 passing for 86 yards. Rushing-wise, Kanan Stoner has got four carries for 13 yards, but it's been Calvin Dudley who has really paced this rushing attack, Chris. Ten carries, 44 yards on the afternoon. Dudley's been running the ball really hard. We've talked about it during the broadcast. He just gets behind those pads. He's patient, gets behind that offensive line. Ten carries, 44 yards. Done a really good job. Two catches each for Zane Dine and Drew Mace, the tight end. Dine, two catches, 18 yards on the afternoon. Mace, two catches, 45 yards. And then one catch each to Lorenz Johnson, Price, Deshaun Bonte, and Kanan Stoner. Price has been the recipient of one touchdown pass. Kanan Stoner, on his four carries, ran it in for the first touchdown of the ball game. Baumgartner in the contest, two for two extra point-wise, and he has punted the ball twice for an average of 44-and-a-half per punt. Lions lead it 17-14 here at the half. When we come back, it's second-half action on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Don't look now, but next weekend, the Lions come back to Schuler Field for an encounter with the Franklin Grizzlies. Last spring, Josh Taylor ran for five touchdowns and threw for two more against the Grizz. And both teams will be aiming for a Heartland Conference victory. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Chris Morris and I as the Lions Rewind Show starts our broadcast day at 1230. The pregame show is at 1 and the kickoff at 1.30. Mount up next week as the Lions host Franklin only on UltimateSportsTalk.com. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Back here in Bluffton, we are at halftime, about ready to start the second half of action here on what was an absolutely gorgeous day for football, but suddenly the crowd, the uh, clouds are rolling in to Bluffton, Ohio, and we are going to be in a rainstorm. The only thing that we can hope for, Chris, is that the rain stays behind us and we're helped out here just a little bit by the overhang of the press box which isn't much yeah the wind's picking up a little bit the crowds are kind of roll clouds are kind of rolling in and everybody's kind of keeping an eye on to see if we're going to get rained on or not here in this second half well hopefully not because you know how i am with the equipment (laughs) (laughs) so the lions will be receiving the ball to begin the second half of play and they will send joey newton and troy speakman back set to return Lions leading it by three at 17-14 the only good thing about the clouds going over the top of the sun Chris is that we can get a better view of the scoreboard to the left of us and see the lights you can only play day games here they don't have any lights which totally obliviates my process of finding a football field when you enter a town (laughs) You look for the lights. Bluffton has none. 
So here we go. Baumgartner will kick it off. Lines going from right to left. Short kickoff. It's going to hit it about the 20. Take a bounce that picked up by Newton at the 20 to the 25. And he is horse tackled and dropped and no flag at all. Holy Toledo. I don't believe what I just saw, Chris. <laughs> I mean, wow. They grabbed Newton right in the back of the shoulder pads and flipped him and threw him to the ground and right in front of the line judge and no call. So the Lions will get the ball at the 24-yard line going from right to left, and here we go. Taylor with Mariano McKenzie right behind him. Hayden Bell tight end right. Handoff goes to McKenzie behind Bell, and he's going to be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage for no game. Great job by the Bluffton defense. Was able to come in and make a tackle. Looked like Nick Perry that came up and made that tackle. Second down. Call it 10 yards to go. Bell and McKenzie are out now. Ehlers into the ballgame along with Rutgerson. Lions will go with the spread. Empty backfield. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark on second and 10 from the 23. Taylor will take the snap. Looks upfield. He's going to step up, throw upfield. He's got Brock wide open at the 50. To the 45, 40, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Lions! Once again, Taylor finds Brock over the middle of the field in the zone, puts the ball over to the linebacker's head. Brooke, Brock was able to take it about the 50 and take it all the way in for the end zone. Touchdown pass by Taylor to Brock once again. 73 yards on the touchdown pass, and the Lions have opened up a 23-14 lead with 14-10 to go in this third quarter of action. And Farfsing will come in to attempt the extra point. Boy, what a big play. Good protection by the Lions' offensive line to give Taylor time to find Austin Brock. Kick is up. Kick is good. 14-10 to go in the third. Your score now. Mount St. Joseph 24, the Beavers 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, Chris, that drive, easy to figure out. 73 yards, two plays, 50 seconds, and the Lions have a touchdown to take a 10-point lead. Great answer by the Lions offense coming out of the locker room to extend the lead. So Farfsing will kick it off. Back is Archer. 
and also back price now for Bluffton. And the Lions will pooch it. It'll hit about the 30. Fumble on the play, and it'll go out of bounds. Boy, almost went right into the hands of a mount player over on the far side, but it went out of bounds at about the 36-yard line, and that is where Bluffton will start. Ooh. So it'll go to the 37-yard line, and that is where Bluffton will start first and 10. That, that touchdown drive put the Lions over 300 yards in total offense this afternoon. Well, right now, Chris, I like the way this third quarter is shaping up. <laughs> of course, a lot can happen in 14 minutes and 10 seconds, but still. Tyler Hopperton is having a conversation with the line judge as the snap is made and hit behind the line is the running back for Bluffton. That's Stoner, and he is hit by Anthony Wright for a three-yard loss. Yeah, Fisher in on the tackle as well, came in on linebacker blitz and really blew that play up behind the line of scrimmage. Goes all the way back to the 35. So call it a two-yard loss. Mace is into the ballgame now as Johnson leaves. Johnson came into the ballgame as their leading receiver, but he has not even been targeted in this game. Receivers spread on both sides for the Beavers. And the handoff to Stoner right up the middle. Hit again by Anthony Wright. Stood up at the line and dropped at the line. Good push by that defensive line. And then here comes uh, Fisher, Finn, and Anthony Wright again on the tackle. So it's third down. Well, I guess they're going to give him about a yard. And it'll bring up third and 11. As the clock continues to run, 13-11 to go in this third quarter. Ryan, the quarterback, taking over for Nobis, who left in the first quarter with an injury. Drops straight back. Looks out to the left. It is complete to Stoner. Stoner gets hit and dropped immediately on the play by Nick Stevenson for a loss of three. Well, they'll give him about a gain of a half a yard, and it's third down, make it fourth down nine. Great open field tackle, 26, Nick Stevenson. The forces a three and out and a punt, and the Lions couldn't ask for a better start to the second half. Coaches really like Nick. They call, call him a monster at that linebacker position, and he came in and made an individual tackle. 12-26 and running left to go in the third. Fourth down nine, and Baumgartner will come in to punt the football away. It's a... Low snap, but he'll get it away on a rugby-style punt. It'll hit inside the 35, take a Bluffton bounce, and be downed at the 33-yard line. So the Lions will have it back in their own territory. 29-yard punt. Gotta, no return. Got to credit the Lions off coming out of the locker room on fire. I mean, they come out, two-play drive, three and out, get the ball back. I mean, really a good opportunity to blow this thing open on this drive. Dave. What do you think the chances are? that their ears were burning at halftime from the <laughs> chewing out that they may have gotten. <laughs> so it'll be first and ten for the Lions at their own 33-yard line. Taylor with Mario McKenzie behind him. Mo gets the handoff. He'll be hit behind the line and really just kind of will himself back to the line of scrimmage for no gain. Yeah, good play on the, looks like it was Keith Holmes, senior defensive line, six foot two fifty two. Nice play by him in the backfield for Bluffton. McKenzie's coming out of the ball game. May have twisted his ankle a little bit. 
Jake Ehlers in. So the Lions will send trips out to the far side. Rutgerson in the slot. Brock split right. Empty backfield spread formation for the Lions on second and ten from their own 34. Taylor takes the snap. Drops back. Looks over the middle. Now rolls out to the right. Under a rush. Throws up field. Rutgerson got held. No call. Right in front of the official again and no call. The Lions, the sidelines asking for a flag. He got his jersey pulled right up on his shoulder pad. Rutgerson did. Nice job by Taylor to find him. He was deep, wide open on the sideline. DB pulled his jersey. Just no flag on the play, Dave. Chris, that's a play where had he not been held, he makes the catch and he's gone. Yeah, and, I mean, sure. it was a smart play by the defensive back. Don't get me wrong, but the officials got to throw a flag on that. Yeah, the Lions' sideline was jumping up and down begging for a flag. So it'll bring up third down ten. Again, spread formation, empty backfield for Josh Taylor out of the shotgun. Drops straight back. Little rush, steps up, throws over the middle. He's got Rutgerson again. It's complete at the 30-yard line of Bluffton. First down. Boy, I tell you, Josh Taylor is on fire today. 35 yards on the reception and a first down. He is really showing that he's probably the best offensive player in the conference today. He's doing it both with his arm and his legs. Josh Taylor's having a heck of a day, Dave. They went back to it. The same play, basically, only went they went post instead of sideline. Yeah, great ball. Newton on the catch. Or was that Ayler? Ruckerson. Ruckerson. Yep, number one. Tight formation again for the Lions. Tight end right, Hayden Bell on first and ten from the 30. And the handoff to Newton on the jet sweep. Outruns one tackler but can't get away from another, and he struggles forward and maybe got right back to the line of scrimmage, and that's where they'll spot him. Yeah, good pursuit right there by the Bluffton defense. And credit Newton to be able to at least get back to the line of scrimmage right there. So second down, eight yards to go. Lions offense averaging nine yards per play right now. 10-25 and running left to go in the third quarter as the clouds are rolling in. I'm going to send you to the truck to get an umbrella here soon. <laughs> Taylor out of the tight formation again for the Lions. Two receivers on wide on each side. Now moving in motion is Newton. Fake handoff. Taylor keeps it up the middle to the 25. He's got near a first down near the 20. They're going to spot him just shy of about the 21. And it brings up third down and about a yard. That's a nine-yard gain for Josh Taylor. He was able to push it up, make it a third and short right here as the Lions continue to drive. Looking to fill... In range for field goal, but looking for a touchdown to really open up this ball game. 24 to 14 game here. Taylor now 11 carries, 90 yards on the afternoon. He's going to take it around the right side. Can't find anything there. Struggles forward. He's got the first down. He got hit three times behind the line, evaded the tackle, and then dove forward for a couple and a first down for the Lions at the 19. And Taylor's down on the ground, Dave. He, he, just got got his, he got his helmet knocked off. So he's got to leave the game for a play, and that'll bring in Prather. Tough, tough run right there for Taylor to get the first down. I just don't understand that that call, Chris, by where you have to leave the game for a play because your helmet got knocked off. Boy, Taylor is walking on the sideline there. It yeah. looks like he's stretching out an ankle. He's not happy. Yeah, you might be right. So Prather into the ball game. The backup, 
And the handoff to Mariano McKenzie to the 20-15, and he gets tripped up right at the 15 and gets knocked down at the 13-yard line. Shoestring tackle saved a touchdown right there. 13, or make it, I'm, I'm sorry, seven yards on the carry. Second down and a long seven. McKenzie to the left of Prather, the 6'3", 190-pound Cincinnati Colerain product. Rules to his left, throws into the end zone, and it was knocked down at the line of scrimmage incomplete. Yeah, batted down at the line of scrimmage. Nice play there by the Bluffton defensive line. Brings up a third and four. Rutgerson is coming back into the ball game. Mariano McKenzie will check out. Prather's going to stay in. Yeah, Taylor's still on the sideline, no helmet in sight, really trying to walk off an ankle. It looks like an ankle or a knee injury. Yeah, I see him over there on the sideline as he's trying to put some pressure on it. Empty backfield spread formation for the Lions on third down and four. Prather steps back, looks to his right, to his left, has an open middle. He's going to take it to the 10, to the 5. He's going to go to the pylon. Touchdown, Prather! Great job by Prather. He went through the progressions. Nothing open. Good coverage downfield. Put the ball down and ran for the touchdown. Congratulations, Prather, on his first college career touchdown. Nice run by Tyler Prather. And the mount has opened up a 30-14 lead with 8.33 to go in this third quarter. Crowd starting to make its way out of here with the clouds coming in. Kyle Farfsing will attempt the extra point. Low snap, but Rutgerson gets it down. What a holder he is. And the kick is good by Farfsing. 8.33 to go in this third quarter. Your score now, it's Mount St. Joseph 31, the Beavers 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Real estate investors, it's time lenders make it easy on you. And we have at Cover 3, affiliated with the Mortgage Network. This past year has been tough on investors, but we don't care. Try the no-income verification loan to purchase or refi your properties, owner or non-owner occupied. We only want leases, application, and a couple of other documents. And that gets you into the 4 to 5% range. Minimum credit score needed is 620. Contact Cover 3 today to get pre-approved. 312-248-43. Six six. Well, the clouds continue to roll in, Chris, and the with the clouds rolling in, the Lions have opened up a seventeen point lead, thirty one fourteen, eight thirty three to go in the third quarter. Can't say enough about Tyler Prather. The name was called, came up, delivered, scored a touchdown, and extended this lead. Good job, young man. So Farfsing will kick it off. Back set to return as Archer again. A low short kick. And it will be taken in at the 31-yard line by Taviano. And he'll drop right there. If you're Taviano, you got to be sitting there thinking, why me? Why, why are you kicking it off towards me? <laughs> what now? Never seen. So it looks like Nick Stevenson, after the play, 
he took a he ran from one sideline to the other. He dropped his towel, I guess, on the previous possession. It was over here on the Bluffton sideline. <laughs> Dead sprint across the field, picked up the towel. Bluffton's players were wondering why he was running over to their <laughs> sideline. <laughs> so first and ten for the Beavers at their own thirty-one yard line. Fake handoff oh. throw out to the left side of the incomplete. Great job. Oh, almost intercepted on the play by Devin Donaworth. <laughs> Wide receiver screen set up on the outside edge. He blew up the block. Ball hit him right in the chest or it would have been a pick six. So, incompletion. And it brings up second down, 10 yards to go. And the crowd is filing out. Yeah. They see the clouds rolling. The wind's picking up. They're getting the shelter quick. Me and you are going to be stuck out in this. Yep. Second and ten. And the rain is starting to fall, Dave. I could see it, yeah. And dropping back is Ryan. He throws it upfield, and it is complete at the 50 to Dine. And Dine takes it inside the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 36-yard line. Big-time play right there. Bluffton was able to find a receiver down the sideline. Big yardage right there to get into Mount territory. Ball is now placed at the Mount 33. Brings up a first and 10, 31 to 14 ball game. Eight minutes to go here in the third quarter as the clock's ticking down. The rain is starting to come down. The wind's picking up. And the handoff is going to go to Stoner, and Stoner off the left side to the 30. He'll be dropped at the 28-yard line. That's a gain of about five on the play. Well, I tell you, Stoner and Dudley really run the ball hard for Bluffton. Yep. As we hurriedly try to cover everything up and the rain continuously coming down now with it second down six yards to go from the 29 of the mount handoff stoner right up the middle stoner is going to take it inside the 25 and be dropped at the 24 he's got a, about a four yard gain it will bring up third and a short yard. Well, if you're bluffing right here, you're probably in field goal range, but you're thinking seven to cut this mount lead, 31-14. And they need it. Seven minutes to go and running in this third quarter. Third down, a yard to go. Dropping back. Now the fake handoff. Ryan throws it out onto the right-hand side, and it is complete to Trayvon. Cummings and Cummings is going to be hit right at the line. He's right at the 24. He doesn't have the first down. That's right at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be fourth no and short. Nice play by Noah Abel, number one, coming flying downhill to make a tackle just to short, stop him short. And it's going to bring up a fourth and short. As you can imagine, Bluffton's going to go for this right here. Yeah, they almost have to. Fourth down and a short yard. Well, if we could get through this cloudburst, Chris, it almost looks like it might be clearing up. Off to the far south side. Fourth down and a yard to go for Bluffton. Ryan the quarterback. Hand off Stoner off the right hand side. He's got the first down to the 20 yard line. Gain of three and a first down for the Beavers. Good push by the offensive line. Stoner right off the right tackle just kind of following that line's lead and was able to get a first down for Bluffton. Stoner's a freshman. 6'1", 212 pounds. This Bluffton team's young all the way around. They are. We said in the pregame show they only start two upperclassmen, and that's on the line, the center and the left tackle. Boy, the stands cleared out quick. They did. Everybody's moving to cars underneath tents. First and ten. Moving over to the right side of Stoner. Now Mace moves in motion to the far side. 
And handoff goes to Stoner, hit right at the line, but he bounces off a tackle by Finn and Fisher and then bounces forward to the 17 for a three-yard gain, second down seven. What a collision between Finn and Stoner. Met right at the hole, bounced off each other. Stoner was able to get maybe another yard and was brought down. Bluffton inside the red zone. Stoner coming back in. Took his gloves off. He had gloves on, took them off with the rain falling. Yeah, probably a little slick. Dine is out wide to the left. Cummings split left. On the right-hand side is Price. Press coverage. Fumble on the snap, and Dine goes back and catches it. And then coming in is one of the Lions' defensive Looks linemen. Looks like it was brokering. brokering. Yes, sir. He came Hit in. him. Hit him while he was on the ground. He was able to recover the fumble. 54 White came and hit him on the ground. That's going to be a flag. Another one of those penalties that just doesn't need to happen. And that gives Bluffton basically an unearned first down and four more shots at the end zone. Yeah, we're down to five minutes to go here in the third quarter. Still 31-14, but Bluffton's inside the red zone looking to make a score here. Well, as they mark it off, it'll be 15 yards. Well, it'll be half the distance to the goal line, so it'll take it down to about the 20, 12 and a half. And it will bring up first down. Bluffton could still pick up a first down inside the three as it'll be spotted at the 13, well, in the middle of the 13 and the 12. So it's first and goal now for Bluffton in the red zone. Stoner moves off to the left of Ryan. Taking the snap, Ryan. Hand off Stoner, off right tackle, inside the 10, down to the 7. Making about the 6. Stoner's getting most of the carries on this drive. It was uh, Dudley, now it's going to Stoner, so kind of mixing it up for Bluffton. Both of them are running hard. Stoner's running hard, especially on this possession. Second down, four yards to go for a first down for Bluffton. They are down on the scoreboard, 31-14, 4.20 and running left to go in the third quarter. Ryan, high snap, brings it down, throws the fade into the end zone, and it is going to be caught, but incomplete as the receiver fell out of bounds. That's Price. Couldn't get his feet down, and it brings up third down four. Got to expect... I would expect Bluffton to two-down territory right here. You know it will be fun right now? They've got that zip line going on <laughs> over on the far side at the end of the football field. Let's go down the zip line in the middle of the rain. <laughs> that is fun. Boy, I never knew you could fit that many people under a tent. Yeah, there's a lot of folks the down there. <laughs> Almost the entire crowd is under the tent to the south side. Line showing blitz on third and four. Ryan throws into the end zone. Nice play. Noah able to knock it free from Price, and it brings up fourth down. Looks like Bluffton's going to stick their offense on the floor or stay on the on the field here and go for it on fourth down. Nice coverage, no able. Once again, we've said it several times today on man-to-man -man coverage. He has been excellent. Well, I don't know if the weather has anything to do with it, but a field goal would bring you within two touchdowns. But they want to come within ten. We'll see what happens here as they're taking a long time play clock down to 10, and I think they're going to use one of their timeouts. Think about this. And now they will. Aaron Krebs, the offensive coordinator and head coach, will take a timeout. 4.08 left to go in this 
third quarter. We'll take a timeout also. Your score. It is the Mount 31, the Beavers 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Do you want to grow as a leader? Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's degree in organizational leadership. Classes meet about one Saturday a month. Climb higher and become the leader you were meant to be. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash msol. Well, so far, the rain has stayed away from us somehow, Chris. I don't know why, but we've gotten kind of lucky here. So here we go. Bluffed it now. Used a timeout. Now I believe the Mount is going to use a timeout after they saw, or wait a minute. It will be Mount St. Joseph. I almost thought the way the referee was looking off into the clouds, maybe he saw lightning and we were going to go into a delay. Hopefully we don't have to go through that. We've got four minutes to go in the third. Just the rain's coming down lightly. Definitely cloud coverage all over, so it's probably not going to go away the rest of this ball game, but... uh, Definitely don't need a lightning delay right here for the mount. You got all the momentum. You got a fourth and three coming up. Really big stop here. Could maybe put this ball game away. Chris, I was doing a high school football game one time at Northwestern High School, which is in Ashland County, and we had a five and a half hour delay. <laughs> wow. Well, with four minutes to go in the game. <laughs> Just a score update out of South Bend at the end of the first quarter Cincinnati 0, Notre Dame 0. Gotta love it. 4.08 left to go in this one. Noah Abel comes rushing off the field. He's out of the ball game now. Lines Dudley's in the ball game with Stoner. Stoner is off to the left. Dudley in a pistol formation. Fake handoff. Dine's gonna keep it. Ryan's gonna keep it off the right side. Throw incomplete, but a flag is down. And I think the Lions are gonna get hit with a holding penalty in the end zone. Looks like they're gonna get number four, Devin Donaworth with a penalty. Flag came thrown out of the back of the end zone. And if it was in the end zone, they'll put it at the one. It is holding against the Lions. Ball was at the six, so it'll be half the distance to the goal. And that'll be at the three. And again, another Lions penalty gives Bluffton four more downs. Yeah, that's definitely something that they're going to want to clean up watching the film. A lot of penalties for the Lions today. Just too many. Ryan, the quarterback, he's got Stoner right behind him. Now Stoner moves off to the right of Ryan. Spread. Handoff goes to Stoner, and he's going to skip it into the end zone for the touchdown. Three-yard TD run by Stoner, his second of the afternoon. And with 3.59 to go in this third quarter, it's now 31-20. Mount on top of the Beavers. And they will send in Baumgartner for the extra point. Good push right there by Bluffton's offensive line. Stoner was able to be patient and walk into the end zone off the left tackle. Cuts the lead, hopefully to 31-21 if you're a Bluffton fan. Everybody's still under the tent. Not too many folks out here in the stands. (laughs) (laughs) So Baumgartner will attempt the extra point. And he puts that one up. 
and through. There's an official timeout on the field. Three minutes, 59 seconds remaining in the third. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 31, Bluffton 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Nice job by Bluffton to get back into this one with 3.59 left to go in the third. And the score now, 31-21. Lions leading it by 10. Lions will be back home next week to take on Franklin. And just to let you know, the Grizz, back to normal. They have come back against Manchester and lead 24-16 in the fourth. Baumgartner will kick it off. Back set to return, Joey Newton, Troy Speakman for the Lions, and it's a squib kick that'll hit it about the 25, picked up by Newton. Newton cuts to his right to the 30, now cuts to the near side to the 35, and he'll be brought down on the play And Dave, Jonah looks Smith. Like Tyler Prather's going to stay in the ball game. Well, do we see Josh Taylor over on the sideline, or what's happening with him? He's... Looks like he's over there behind the trainer. At least I think he is. We'll have to check on that and see how he is. But Prather is going to stay in the ball game. Prather ran for a touchdown his last time. He hands it off to Mariano McKenzie, and he's going to be hit. Mo right at the line of scrimmage and dropped for maybe about a half-yard loss. Second down and ten. Second down, 10 yards to go. They'll put him right back at the line of scrimmage. Ari Turner checks into the ball game, 21 running back. McKenzie goes to the sideline, brings on Ari Turner. Turner comes in. He hasn't played much here in the last couple of games. 5'8", 135-pound freshman out of Princeton. Got a lot of upside to Turner. Second down, 10. Fake handoff. Taylor keeps it right, or Prather, excuse me, keeps it right up the middle, and he is stopped after a two-yard gain out to the 37. Third down, eight yards to go. Well, if you're bluffed in here, you scored a touchdown to cut it to a 10-point lead. Now you got a third and eight looking to get off the field and really create some momentum here. And they got to be feeling good because they have knocked the Lions' starting quarterback out. He's standing there by Caleb Carrill on the sideline right at about the 42-yard line with no helmet in sight. So Prather, this may be his game to finish. 2.35 remaining to go. 
Wide outs on each side. Spread formation, empty backfield. Dropping back Prather. Rolls to the right, now to the left. Now stops in the pocket, slips, falls down at the 28-yard line. Loss of about 10 on the play, and it's fourth down for the Lions. Credit that, a coverage sack on the back end. Really good job by the DBs and safeties. Good push by the defensive line. Prather just nowhere to go. Falls down in the pocket for a big loss, and the Lions are going to have to punt. So, Ryan Murray, who's been an offensive weapon himself, will kick it off to Montez Archer. He'll kick it away from the 29-yard line. Got to think to kick this to the sidelines. You don't want to give Archer any chance to change this ball game. Absolutely. Murray, good snap. Gets a punt away. Good end-over-end kick. Archer's going to take it in at the 28-yard line. Cuts back to the 25, to the 30. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 37 and a flag is coming in whoa wait a minute here flag came in from 40 yards away from the side judge on the opposite side of the field and i'll bet a dollar to a donut right now chris he's going to call a spearing against the lions looks like it was number 26 nick stevenson in on the tackle big time hit on archer no it looks like they're going to maybe call this on bluffton Okay. Boy, the way that came in, thrown right in the vicinity of the tackle, it looked like it was going to be a spearing against Stevenson, but they're going to call a block below the waist against Bluffton. So that will take them back from the 35 back to the 22-yard line. Man, if you're Bluffton, you just cannot have that right there. You had all the momentum, nice return by Archer, and then that penalty moves you all the way back to the 20. That was a 41-yard punt, by the way, for Ryan Murray. Boy, he has been outstanding. And he's never punted before until this year. He's been really good. Outstanding. So a minute 40 to go in this third quarter. Lions lead at 31-21, but the defense has got to stand here. And the handoff goes right up the middle to Dudley, who's back into the ballgame now. And Dudley pushing forward, picks up a couple out to the 25-yard line from the 22. So a gain of about three. Bluffton just rotating backs per possession. Dudley gets a possession. Stoner gets a possession. They've just been kind of going back and forth with those two. Second down. Seven yards to go. Rain continues to fall here in Bluffton, Ohio. Trips out to the near side here. Price along with Dine and Cummings. Johnson, we haven't seen much of. Fake handoff. Now handoff goes to Dudley. Dudley's going to be stacked up at the line, and he's going to be hit right at about the 25. No gain on the play. Third down and seven. Good job by the defensive line to stay strong. Was able to let the linebackers come downhill, and the rain is really coming down now. Nick Stevenson is back in the ball game, taking the place of John Finn. So third down, seven, and, yep, it's coming down harder and harder. As the clock winds down. 33 seconds to go in the first quarter. Play clock down to 15. Looking things over is the quarterback. Ryan, he drops back, looks over the middle. It is complete on the play to Cummings, and Cummings is going to be hit at the 29-yard line and dropped right there. That'll be about a three-yard completion, short of the first down by about three yards, and Bluffton is going to have time to think it over as to whether or not they want to go for it on fourth down because that is the end of the third quarter. Your score at the end of three, it's Mount St. Joseph 31, Bluffton 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Medical care for your child is important, and your choice in doctors should be well thought out and have your complete confidence. Mount St. Joseph alum Dr. Libby Spies is one of you. She's from Cincinnati and practices here. Dr. Spies understands what's important to parents when it comes to their child's well-being. She treasures her patients, watching them grow, and forging relationships with the families. And she's accepting new patients. Call for an appointment today at 513-246-8900. Dr. Libby Spies. Well, we're going to blame South Bend, Indiana for this rainstorm, and they're down on the scoreboard to Cincinnati 7 to nothing. <laughs> As we head into the fourth quarter of play, 31-21, it's still raining here in Bluffton. And Bluffton, on fourth down and about a yard, appears to be going to punt the football away. They're going to be fourth down and about three yards to go. Now as they move the sticks back. High snap from center. It's going to go into the end zone. Baumgartner is just going to kick it through the end zone for the safety. And that will give the Lions a 33-21 lead. Baumgartner didn't have anything to do with it. He just kicked it in the end zone. It will be an illegal kick, but still, it went through the back of the end zone, and that's going to be a safety. Yeah, the snap was just right over top of his head. Nothing he could do with it except kick it into the back of the end zone. And now the call from the official. Okay. Well, that works out yeah, better for the out, mount. Yeah, I was going to say it works <laughs> out better for the mount. So no safety on the play. Says he touched it at the half yard line. That'll bring the Lions' offense out at the half yard line and really try to put this ball game away. 31-21. Lions lead it. Four seconds elapsed on the clock. And Bluffton's going to bring in their big boy defense. As now the officials are going to come over and explain it all to Aaron Krebs. And the Lions will have it first and ten at the half-yard line. Basically what they were saying was Baumgartner kicked the ball at the one-yard line, so the penalty is half the distance to the goal. So that gives the Lions the ball at the half-yard line. Bluffton's defense comes back out. Lions going from left to right on your screen now. Now Cam York is coming into the ballgame. Austin Brock has left. Prather still in the contest with Mariano McKenzie directly behind Tyler at quarterback. Powell, the tight end, on the right side. And the handoff to McKenzie, straight up the middle, into the end zone for the score. Lions lead it now, 37-21. Boy, that's good to see Mariota McKenzie get in that yep. end zone. Congratulations. So the Lions with the score, and they open up a 16-point lead. And now they'll bring in Kyle Farsing to attempt the extra point. What an outstanding drive by the Lions. One play, half yard. <laughs> Get a Three seconds. Got to credit that defense for that <laughs> touchdown right there, Dave. Three seconds, and they lead it early in this fourth quarter. Just seven seconds in, 37-21, and Farsing will try to 
move that. And now some movement on the line by Bluffton. And then the Lions moved also. And at this point in time, it'll be a false start against the Lions. So they'll move it back five yards. Got an update while we got a break. Congratulations, men or women's soccer for the Mount. Won a one nothing ball game over Manchester. Puts them two and zero in HCAC play. That's their second consecutive one nothing victory too. Congratulations to the women's soccer team nice at job. the Mount. So, Farfsing will attempt the extra point this time from the eight yard line, and that one is up and good. Fourteen fifty three left to good. go in this ball game. It's now the Mount thirty eight. Bluffton 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati is your official provider of investigative surveillance and process servicing, uniformed, armed, and unarmed security services, executive protection, and bodyguard services. Official Investigation and Security Services is not only licensed in the tri-state area, but also Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, West Virginia, and Texas. Not only private investigation services, but also also mobile notary public services and more. Call Official Investigation and Security Services in Cincinnati, 844-263-3424. Conquer the impossible at Barbarian Apparel. Specializing in team apparel, you'll stand out with Barbarian's custom sublimation, artwork, and screen printing. Each piece of team uniform is specifically designed with your preferences in mind, including graphics, color, logos, and fabric selections. Barbarian Apparel is committed to creating exceptional cutting-edge sportswear and providing excellent service. You'll also have full communication through the whole process so you know exactly what's going on. Get the best and start your order at barbarianapparel.com or email any questions at barbariancustomers at gmail.com. Lions on top of it, 38-21. We're seven seconds into this fourth quarter of play, and the Lions will be kicking it off. Back set to return, single setback, is Montez Archer. Taviano has been really picked on today. He's on the left side, and there they go again <laughs> to him, and Taviano's going to let it bounce behind him, and then he's going to have to fall on it at the 25-yard line. He wanted to let it bounce to Archer, but the thing took a bounce right back at him, and he had to fall on it at the 25. Got to give credit to the Lions, man. They really dominated that third quarter coming out of the locker room with the lead, extended it. Defense was able to get a few stops. Tyler Prather came in, did some really good things for the Lions offense. Mariota McKenzie with a touchdown. So good job in that third quarter and making adjustments in the second half. It'll be interesting to see after the game if this is a coach's decision to leave Taylor out of the ballgame and go with Prather or if Josh really is got a sprained ankle or maybe a knee contusion, something of that nature. Anyway, Bluffton with the football. They hand it off up the middle to Dudley. Dudley cuts across the 25 out to the 29-yard line. Gain of four. Looks like Dudley's going to get the carries on this possession for Bluffton. He's had a good day so far, running hard. Him and Stoner have been splitting the carries. Bluffton is really huge across that front line. When you take a look at... Their guys, they've got Ovion Nelson at the right guard position, 293 pounds. Second down, six. Ryan evades a tackler, throws it 
into triple coverage and knocked away by Noah Abel. It was just too low for him to intercept it. Trying to go to Dine, incomplete, third down six. All that was created by 22 Finn on the linebacker blitz right up the gut. Put a lot of pressure on Ryan to have to get rid of that ball, and Noah Abel was able to bat it down for bringing up a third down and six. You know, I can say this, but with Nelson at 293 pounds, can you imagine what you've got to eat just to maintain? <laughs> I can say that. You, on the other hand, <laughs> not so sure. Third and six. With it on the left-hand side, Ryan with Dudley to his left, throws over the middle to Dine, and that is complete. He's got the first down outside the 35 to the 36-yard line. That's a seven-yard completion and a first down for Bluffton. Yeah, nice throw and catch right there for Bluffton to pick up the first down on a little post pattern. Ryan ran over to his head coach slash offensive coordinator, Aaron Krebs, in his fourth year at Bluffton. First and 10 from their own 36-yard line. Ryan moves Dudley off to the right of him. High snap, handoff Dudley off left tackle. He's going to be hog-tied and brought Dudley. down by Run Julius Fisher right at the 35-yard line. Loss of a yard. And also Declan Brophy in on that tackle. Yep, here come the cowbells. There's a few people still standing out in the rain. Yeah. A lot of people still under the tent on the south end of the end zone. You and I talked about it before the game. We need more cowbell. <laughs> it's like you're in Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> I've had a chance to go down there, man. It's a ruckus crowd there. Second down, 11. Ryan, handoff Dudley right up the middle, across the 35, out to the 38. That'll be a gain of three and bring up third down and eight yards to go. Anthony right back in. Stevenson will leave. Stevenson getting a good bit of clock here in the second half. Yep. He made some plays, been all over the field. Special teams, defense, 26. Good job. And anytime he leaves the ball game, he looks like he's on his <laughs> last leg, and the, they just can't get him out of the game. Yeah, he plays hard. Third down, eight yards to go from the 38. Bluffton. Moves Dudley over to the right-hand side. High snap, but Ryan brings it down, steps up into the pocket, throws over the middle. Intercepted by the Lions! Troy Speakman with the interception for the Lions. Looks like it was just overthrown by Ryan, and Speakman was just sitting there waiting. It's going to be one of the easiest interceptions of his career. And it takes it in at the 32-yard line in Mountain Territory as the rain starts up again. 12.15 to go in the ballgame, and the Lions... Content to just try to keep this clock running and get out of Bluffton with their first Heartland Conference victory of the year. Still in at quarterback is Prather, and Prather hands it off to Ari Turner, and Turner takes it off the left side across. The 35 out to the 39-yard line. He's got a gain of eight. Yeah, good run right there by Ari Turner. You mentioned the upside that that kid has, and he's he's been really good at picking up blocks for the Lions when he's had an opportunity to get in the game. He's going to get some opportunities here on this drive with 12 minutes to go in the game. Picks up eight on the first drive. He's not going to break a lot of tackles, but he is a good scat back. Yeah, he is tough. In the backfield. Second down, two yards to go from the 40. And Prather is going to follow 
Ari Turner, and he gets the first down, a gain of five on the play, out to the 45-yard line. Well, they'll call it the 39, or 44-yard line, excuse me. Cam York and Archer having a couple words here on the near side. Yep. Ref comes in and tries to Tells talk to both, both of them. Yeah. No need for that. So it's first down 10 for the Lions at their own 44-yard line. Turner's going to stay in the backfield. Clock continues to run, 11-10 to go in the ballgame. Prather already has a rushing touchdown to his credit today. Hands off to Turner, and Turner gets hit right at the line and falls forward for a pickup of about a yard. Now a couple more refs coming in and talking to York and Archer. They're just still going at it. 38-21 ball game. And Jake Ayler is talking to Cam York also, and now the Lions are going to take him out of the ball game. Ari Turner behind Prather. Kinhall, slot right, out wide right, Jake Ayler. Tight end right, Hayden Bell. And the handoff, fake handoff. Prather's going to throw it up the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. Prather's pass uh, out of bounds and incomplete. Tried to go to Chase Samples, but it was incomplete. Second down. Third down, excuse me. Boy, oh boy. Tell you what, that rain has just totally sopped up all of our paperwork up here. (laughs) So, third down. Call it nine yards to go. Fake handoff to Turner. Rolling out to the left. Prather throws it into the right flat. Complete to Powell. And Powell's got the first down inside Bluffton territory and run out of bounds at the 45. Nice throw and catch between Prather and Powell to pick up the first down. The clock continues to run. Ten minutes to, le- ten minutes to go in the ballgame. Lions are in Bluffton territory at the 45-yard line. Still a 38-21 ballgame right here. The rain is starting to slow down. Clouds covered. Franklin will come to town next weekend, set up a big-time matchup in the HCAC. Both teams will probably move to 1-0, be a big-time matchup next Saturday in Delhi. And we'll try to check the score on that Franklin-Manchester game. The other games are blowouts. And Prather, fake handoff, run up the middle, hot behind the line, and lost for a two-yard loss. Good pursuit by the defensive line for Bluffton. Prather elected to keep the to keep the ball and was tackled for a couple yard loss. Still 24-16, Franklin. Eight and a half minutes to go in that one. Ohio State should be getting ready to kick off. Cincinnati had the lead 7-0 over Notre Dame in the second quarter. Georgia with a big time win over Arkansas. I think that's a do-or-die game. Chris, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Cincinnati is now up 10 to nothing on Notre Dame. Winner stays in the sweepstakes. Fake handoff, Prather. Rolls out to his left, steps up in the pocket, dumps it off underneath to Ayler. Ayler's going to get hit and run out of bounds at the 42. Ayler with the catch. So a gain of about about four, and it brings up third down. And call it eight yards to go. What do you think? Yeah, Dave, to your point, yeah, the winner stays in the mix. The loser's probably out of it. Uh, Still a lot to happen, still young conference play getting ready to pick up so uh, Georgia's obviously looked like the most dominant team Alabama you've had Oklahoma uh, and then again Cincinnati and Notre Dame winner of that stays in the mix so still a lot of 
games to be played, but I think definitely the winner's in. The loser's probably out of the mix. Spread formation, third down, eight yards to go. Prather empty backfield, steps up into the pocket. It's going to be hit as he throws. Complete over the middle to the 28-yard line. The mount with the reception, that's Kinhalt. And Kinhalt with a 15-yard reception and a first down for the Lions. Tough throw by Prather, way to stay in the pocket. He's under some heat. Found Kenhalt over the middle of the field for a first down completion. Prather's really stepped in and played good since Taylor's been out of the ballgame. Devon Headwood came up after hitting Kenhalt and said it was incomplete. I don't know where he was thinking it was incomplete at because I didn't see him even bobble the ball, did you? I did not. Yeah. Kenhalt, again, empty formation. Throws out to the right-hand side, Great complete throw. by Prather. Boy, what a nice throw by the freshman. Right on the sideline to Joey Newton. He, I'm telling you, he, he's building confidence in this Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Yep. He's well-built at the quarterback position. That was a gain of six. Second down, about four yards to go. Prather, they were really high on him during training camp. The freshman coming in 6'3". Almost 200 pounds, freshman, didn't throw a lot. Obviously a Colerain, because they don't throw a lot. Handoff goes to Ari Turner. He puts his head down right behind Danny Mabe, the center. And he's going to take it down to about the 22-yard line, and that will bring up third and two. Yeah, clock continues to run. Good, good slow drive here for the Lions. Under seven minutes to go. Still a big lead, 38-21. Getting a lot of young guys in. Ari Turner's in, Prather. Saw Powell in it, tied it in. A lot of guys getting some work right here. Good sustained drive. Looking for points here. Third down. Call it two yards to go. They need to get inside the 20, right at the 20 or inside for a first down. Prather, handoff Ari Turner right up the middle again behind Mabe, and he's got the first down inside the 20. Gain of a couple for Ari Turner. Turner's doing a nice job on this drive. (laughs) Yeah, he's been good. Looks like uh, McKenzie snuck in on that one for us, Dave, 31. But... Turner and McKenzie going back and forth on this drive. Both been running really hard. You're right. Mo snuck in. (laughs) Glad to see him getting the end zone today. I know he'll be happy about that. Absolutely. Obviously give the credit to the defense on that drive starting at the half-yard line. But still got to punch it in. Got a good push from the offensive line. Was able to extend the lead. 6.05 to go. Handoff, Mariano McKenzie around the left side, cuts it to the 15, puts his head down, McKenzie bounced out of, bounds, out of bounds at about the 13. They'll mark it at the 14-yard line. So a gain of five on the play brings up second and five, 548 remaining. we got a nice matchup tomorrow, Minnesota Vikings, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. One o'clock Said we can't, we can't fight about that, remember. Said we can't fight about it. It's going to be on TV. Be good to <laughs> sit back and watch that one up in Minnesota. Second down five. Prather fake handoff. Throws over the middle, and it is complete. Touchdown. Great what catch. What a catch by Joey Newton. Joey he was Newton tripped up and dove and caught the ball just above the turf for the score. That puts Prather with a running touchdown, now a passing touchdown. Credit Joey Newton on the diving catch in the end zone to extend the mount lead. Great Great ball, great catch, Joey Newton. 44-21. He got tripped up. I don't know how he got his feet down to even make the dive, Chris. And he made the dive and caught it just above the turf, rolled over, secured the catch, and the Lions lead it now by 23, trying to make it 24. Good snap. 
Kick is up by Farfsing, and it is good. 5.25 remaining to go in the game. Your score, now the Mount 45, Bluffton 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Changing lives is what great teachers do. And as I saw more students struggling to read, I looked to Mount St. Joseph University for help. The Mount is a national leader in reading science with highly effective research-based methods. Their faculty equipped me to teach students with a range of learning differences, and I was able to make an immediate impact in the classroom. The Mount's fully online reading science program helped me climb higher in my career, but more importantly, is improving the lives of my students. Begin your ascent at msj.edu read. Well, the Lions now lead it 45-21, to 21, and as you said, Chris... A running touchdown for the freshman. Now a passing touchdown for the freshman. He's looked good coming in in replacement of Josh Taylor in that third quarter. I agree. Confident, making great throws, great reads, running the football when he needed to. Just an overall great performance in the second half for the entire Mount football team. Special teams has done their job. Ryan Murray done a really nice job today. Defense was able to get some stops. Hold the horses in the fourth quarter, seven and a half to go. Manchester and Franklin are tied up at 24. Man, Manchester's putting a battle together against Franklin on the opening week in a conference play. Hanover over Anderson, 49 to nothing. And Rose Holman beating Defiance, eight and a half minutes left to go in that one, 56 14. 525 left to go here. Lions will kick it off, leading it by 24. And the kickoff, take it in. They're going to mock lateral it back to Montez Archer. Archer across the 30, 35, 40, and he's going to be upended and dropped at the 42-yard line. Lions have done a good job keeping Archer kind of away from the game again today. They didn't really get to explode us on the special teams, any kickoff returns, punt returns defensively. Didn't really disrupt us any offensively, so good job by the Lions coaching staff. Boy, when you've got a cornerback that can be so disruptive defensively and also running back kickoffs, you've got yourself quite a weapon, and that's what Bluffton has in Archer. Oh, yeah. He's Deep, a defensive player of the year in the spring. I mean, you could see he's definitely got some athletic ability to him. What a player. Handoff Stoner right up the middle. Stoner across the 45, out to the 50. And will carry it across the 50 to the 49 of the mount. About eight yards on the carry for Stoner. You were talking about some of those HCA scores. Hanover, obviously the favorite preseason. Mount coming in number two. We expect Rose and Franklin to kind of be the top three and four right there in those spots. Stoner in the backfield. Dine is out wide to the left. He's been Ryan's favorite receiver here today. Stoner right up the middle again. He's got the first down and more as he takes it inside the 40 of the mount. It's going to be a gain of about nine on the play and a first down. Once again, Bluffton just rotating running back. Stoner getting the carries on this possession. They they really got two good backs. I think they run hard. They've, they've done a pretty good job for Bluffton today, and Stoner and Dudley. 425 and running. Stoner moves to the right of Ryan. Lions with a lot of movement up front. Hand off to Stoner. Breaks into the free to the 30. Cuts to the near side, 25, and he'll be upended. Stoner. And brought down at about the 24-yard line. Gain of 15 on the play. Boy, Stoner has really been exciting here in the second half. Big physical runner. Four minutes exactly to go in the ballgame. Lions leading it 45-21. We'll be at home next weekend for Franklin. 
following weekend for the Spartans of Manchester and homecoming. First and ten, handoff Stoner, cut to the right. He's going to be chased down from behind and brought down by, there's that man again, Anthony Wright. So fun to watch. He is so fun to watch. You, he he is just what you call a ball hawk. Exactly. The guy's got speed sideline to sideline. We've talked about it every week. The guy is just a playmaker on the defensive side of the ball. Little score update from Rutgers. 13-0 Ohio State early on. I think Stroud's back in a quarterback today, too. With it off to the right-hand side is Stoner. Fake hand. Stoner takes the handoff from Ryan, and he's going to be stopped up right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Good push by that defensive line right here. you got three minutes to go. You're up 45-21. you got to dig a little deep right here and get some pride and try to stop this bluffed-in offense. Chris, we may have survived the rain. I believe we did. It's good. I'm glad you brought the towel, was able to cover up all the equipment. I know you were scared to death. I was. <laughs> 2.50 to go. Third down, 11 yards to go for Bluffton. They move Stoner off to the left. Mace tight end left. Ryan on the right, fake handoff. And they're going to look. Ryan fakes it off. And Mace has the completion pass from Ryan inside the 20, inside the 15. He'll be run out of bounds at the 10. That's a 15-yard completion and yards after catch for Mace. And it's first and goal for Bluffton as we're under two and a half left to go in the game. Lions with a lot of substitutions defensively now. They only brought 65 here today. When you look down at Bluffton, they, they've got a small village on their their sideline. Of course, that's the way it is for every home game here in the Heartland. Dropping back is Ryan. He throws it complete at the five-yard line. Nice throw by Ryan, and he completed it to Price. Five-yard gain, second and goal. Under two minutes and running left to go in the ball game. Five-yard gain, second and goal from the five. Well, the Lions came in giving up 25 points a game, and it's right about where they're going to be here. If they stop Bluffton or not. Stoner off to the right. Now they move Mason motion to the near side. And Stoner, fake handoff, throw into the end zone to Price, incomplete, went right through his hands. Minute 34, yeah, clock stops on the incompletion. Left to go in the game. Third down and goal for the five. Not many people left. Looks like that was number 12, Kendrick Riley. Freshman, Orlando, Florida, 5'7", 145 on the coverage. Good job. Like you mentioned, the Lions are getting a lot of young guys in there yep. on this defensive side. Looks like number 17, Mason Owens is checking in from Tennessee. Good to see him out there. And the handoff. Going off the right-hand side, Dudley puts his head down and then is thrown down at about the three-yard line. Minute 20 and running left to go. And it'll be fourth down and goal for Bluffton. At the three-yard line of the mount. And they will bring Price back in, and they're going to bring Johnson back in. We've talked about Johnson. He was their leading receiver coming into this game, and I can't remember anything that he's been targeted at in this game. But he's going out slot right, Price coming in as Bluffton's going to run somewhat of a tight formation now with Price and Johnson over on the right side. Stoner moves off to the left of Ryan. High handoff, 
Handoff Stoner, and a fake handoff throws into the end zone. Complete to Johnson. They got him that time on the target for the touchdown. 44 and a half seconds to go in the ballgame. And it's now a 45-27 lead for yeah. the Mount. RPO was able to pull it out of the belly of Stoner. Find Johnson into the end zone. Nice drive right there by Bluffton late in the ballgame. Still executing. So Baumgartner with 45, 44.5 seconds left to go. Comes in to attempt the extra point. This one turned out to be a shoot. A high snap from center. And they're going to run a two-point try, and it will be no good. Not sure if that was a design play, Chris, or if it was just because the snap was high that they decided to try to throw it into the end zone. Nonetheless, the two-point conversion does not work. Little score update from Delha. Men's soccer up 3-0 on Manchester, just 17 minutes into the ballgame. Really good job by the Lions in the opening conference play. 3-0 lead men's soccer in Delha right now. It's into the, only into the 17th minute. We mentioned the women's soccer team was able to get a win today. They moved to 2-0 in the HCAC. Got to give a shout-out to the women's volleyball team. Got a win on Tuesday night over Thomas Moore. Congratulations on that. So really good to see all the fall sports up and going at the Mount. Football will be back into town next weekend hosting Franklin. We'll be there being able to broadcast that for you on Ultimate Sports Talk. And uh, Really and good performance here by the Mount football. Basketball is going to start practicing in about 13 days. Yeah, men's and women's basketball yep. will get going. and Just a good time of the year. Fall's in the air. We're into October. Conference football, conference men's and women's soccer, volleyball. It's been a really good, good Dan, time at the Mount to get the sports up and going. Dan Benjamin and the Mount women won the conference title a year ago, and they brought in a couple of promising freshmen. Maddie Haberthy expected to be back. Lions have brought in a lot of transfers and a lot of new recruits for the men's program. And things are looking up for them. 44 and a half seconds left to go. Of course, we'll be bringing you those games here on Ultimate Sports Talk. And Baumgartner, a high end-over-end kick that's going to hit and go into the end zone for a touchback. 4.01 left to go in the fourth quarter at Franklin, and Manchester and Franklin are still knotted up at 24 apiece. Hmm. Wow. Maybe a little free football there. Could be. I almost want to refresh my browser and make sure that that's correct. <laughs> Saw an update, and I was looking through some scores, and we scrimmaged center out of Kentucky and in Danville earlier this year in the preseason. They moved to 4-0 and this today and we knew they were going to be pretty good we saw them down there big physical team well Prather comes out the Lions are going to run the victory formation and end this thing 44 seconds to go in the ball game clock runs as Prather takes a knee Lions will go to 2-2 two and two on the season 1-0 and oh in Heartland Conference play Rose Holman demolished defiance today Hanover 49-0 a winner over Anderson Two games Anderson has had. Their last two games, they scored a total of two points. 17 seconds to go. The Lions will be home to take on Franklin, and with 4:01 left to go in that ball game, it is a 24-24 tie. As your game is over here this afternoon, your final score from Bluffton, 
It was Mount St. Joseph, 45, Bluffton, 27. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris. We'll wrap everything up coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.